0: Enjoy the show. Out. And if you haven't already, get your tickets for the Protector Symposium. The first annual Protector Symposium is taking place in Riverside, California, November fifteenth and sixteenth. We've got an all-star lineup of seriously elite trainers. Yosef Badu. Ed Caldrone and Mike Pannone are all going to be there teaching and instructing us on, well, our common goal, how to make good people more dangerous. So no matter what your background is, you're going to learn skills around the one unifying principle of protection. Get your tickets. uh, Spots are going quickly. And remember, you're going to get over $100 Worth of value back in different things that you're gonna get from our sponsors with your purchase of a ticket. Check the website out, Byron Rogers Motivation for Ticket Information and to learn more out. Boom. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Byron Rogers here with Bravo Research Group, a private security company out of Southern California, executive protection lifestyle with another episode. I've got Drew Estelle here with me today. Uh, definitely gonna be a good interview. We're gonna talk about some fun stuff and uh I'm looking forward to it. How are you doing, Drew?
1: Good, man. I uh, can't complain at all. I'm excited to be on here and get to chat with you for a bit. Heck yeah. No, that's
0: what's up, man. I'm looking forward to this. I remember kind of the first time I stumbled across your brand um, and what you were doing. Uh, Another gentleman who owns a boutique private security company out here uh, named Charles Law. was. uh, We were doing some stuff cold and on demand drills at the beginning of a range day that's, that's what, what it see. was yep. and i was like cold and on demand i love this concept because it's the reality of the game you know what i'm saying like this yeah. is what we yeah. do mm-hmm. when you go to guns heaven forbid um it's going to be cold and on demand and i thought that that was just so valuable because you know i'm sure you've seen it a million times we go to the range with folks <laughs> And they, they go to, they, they pull out their firearm that they're supposed to be real intimate with and it's supposed to be an extension of them. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. you can tell instantly that they just haven't been procuring that relationship. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I um, mean. And they're just kind of shaking and bowling and really insecure with their weapons manipulation and, and unsure, you know? So yep. uh, that drill really kind of helped me realize that, yeah, we need to, Focus on making sure that that confidence is there when it comes time to do uh the death dealing or life saving, you know, uh, aspect of what our jobs could be. Absolutely, heck yeah, man! And that drill is push is a good way to push us. It it's a good litmus test, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is, man. I think that's something that um I think the target and that standard kind of became bigger than I have. You know, that I kind of. Yeah that's kind of what I became known for. Um, and that was a good marketing thing first of all, but yeah. at the end of the day, we designed that for exactly what you're talking about. It's for me, I designed it for a, I want to see where students are at right off the bat. First thing in a class or for them to understand they're at just something there, you know, simple concept. Here's the different things I want to test. Just looked it on the range and throw some boxes on an Ipsy target was like, yeah, it sounds about right. It's like three, no, let's make it five rounds. Cause grit breaks down from three to five rounds and the average person intermediate to basic. Cool. Let's get a transition in there. Let's reload easy to speed up, hard to slow down. So let's people see if people have thought control and let's test it and put a time standard on it. Right. But it's achievable. It's not, anybody can make that standard. And from a cold start, I think if you're a competent shooter from a cold start, you've got your ducks in a row, you're mentally, Strong person, you're not going to let social stress or self-induced stress or you know, any of the jitters get to you or something like that. You can step up, be confident yourself. You can execute that thing in nine seconds from five meters. If you do faster, great. But it's it's like all of life, and you know this, man. It's in the job. It's pass or fail. It's a no yep. fail mission. So you fucking pass it or you fail it. I yep. don't care if you can run it in four point eight seconds with one miss. You missed. So yeah like congratulations i'd rather you do it in five and a half six seconds or seven or 8.99 you know uh and get all your hits so but I do count. that every single time so yeah man it's that's kind of where it came from and it's been good uh i see that thing all the check my phone and it's probably like you have seven new you know little bubbles and- on the ig like little bubble like you didn't mention yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just running the Bayer standards drill. And I'm like, cool. Get it. Get out there and do it, man. <laughs> Heck yeah.
0: Bear standards drill. Y'all Get <laughs> after it, figure out where you're at, figure yeah. out where maybe you should be and uh, run that yes. trash cold and on demand. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yep. That's what's up, man. That's the only way to do it. So you your firearms instruct instructor, trainer, all those things, but was, and I'm not sure what else we're going to get into all that stuff. But was there like a moment in your career where like the light bulb went off and you were kind of like, this is the type of stuff I want to be doing for for the course of my life? Um, a story that kind of sticks with you
1: to help us understand you. Uh, hmm, that's a good question, man. It was probably sometime around the last few years of my time in the military. About a year out of the military, I kind of knew that my time was and I'm not going to lie, I stretched my last year in the military out quite a bit. Because, yeah. thank you for your tax dollars, it's a free paycheck, and they left <laughs> me, right? So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, I got medically discharged, and we did the right, it was on the wall medically, I just, I couldn't okay. continue, right? It was, a bad, it was a bad idea to keep going. Um, yeah. And the doctors were like, you're stupid. If you keep going in the military, yeah. I'm like, All right. So. like, um, right. You're like,
0: what does that mean to me, stupid? Like, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah
1: that's, <laughs> I mean, I, we are how the definition of... <laughs> yeah, what do you think I got here? I just care about it right now. One more deployment, one more mission. Like that stupid in civilian standards Yeah. Or stupid in like grunt standards? Exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> we're all, we're all holding out for the big mish, you know? Right. Right. right like I'm right. going to be there. It's going to happen. You know, like again, just one more, one more.
0: Yeah, um, you guys have thought I was stupid the whole time.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of, you know, um, I just really love shooting and you know, the last few years, I went from my ODA, which is a Halo team, a phenomenal team. I was on for about seven and a half years, seven seven and a half years, something like that. Uh, Then I went over to our SIF company, and I got to see guys that instead of having that broad spectrum, you know, being good at everything, instead of great at one thing, we went to the SIF where it's you're assaulting, you're shooting, it's just that, you know, for the most part. We had other mission sets in there, don't get me wrong, but that was our bread and butter. Stand Uh, for. The Commanders in Extremist Force, or the CRIF, is actually what it's called now. Sorry. The Commanders, um, or excuse me, oh my God, uh, Commanders Response Force, right? So CRIF. Yeah. yeah. So it's. Basically, you're an assault team set up, whatever, and the com- you have two troops in a company versus six ODAs, right? So you got a okay. sniper team and two assault teams, and you're broken up into assault cells and sniper cells.
2: Sweet. But uh, a
1: little different than an ODA, but uh, very specialized on the CQB, and it was a great time being over there. I uh, couldn't be over there too long. You got one deployment with them, and then, mm-hmm. you know, several training events, but it was uh, medical stuff happened right after that, and I was like, well, shit, you know. So around there was shooting. Like I just, I absolutely love shooting, and I got the opportunity to. When I showed up, I wasn't the best shooter in the SIF, and that yes. was eye opening. And um, you know, it took a little work, but I came one of the better shooters over there. And a lot of the guys were like, "Hey man, work with the newer guys before they go to Sephardic, which is our our course. You have to pass." So yeah, I trained up a lot of the new guys. Um, I think the other guys on the team were like, "We don't have the patience to deal with new guys," and. <laughs> You talk okay and you Mm -hmm. seem like you like teaching people, which I do. And so I had the new guys and I trained them up, take them through shooting drills, everything else. And uh, Mm -hmm. it just worked out well. You know, almost every one of those guys I trained up past, I think one guy might not have, one guy didn't. And we ended up letting him go from the company, I think. But other than that, all the guys did really well. Um, Just kind of had a knack for it. And I realized how much I, I really enjoyed seeing a guy that was like, what do I do? how do I, I don't understand this. I'm going, Hey man, I've made all the same mistakes you're making right now. Do this. Now do this. Now let's progress that. And I, I kind of got to cut my teeth on that. Um, then after that, uh, being on the SIF when I left, I went and headed up the, a different program, which was like, it was kind of this giant excuse to carry a gun on base. It was called the armed sentry (laughs) program, like for, for active shooters, like guys carrying guns and, at the end of the day, it was just really good low-biz concealed carry training for our Heck guys. Yeah. So I was yeah. the manager of that program, and then I helped instruct it, a lot of the instructors, and I just, man, I just like helping people, because I hate yeah. to see people frustrated going, man, I can't do this. The fact is, like, yeah, you can. I don't give a shit who you are. You, you've seen some of the best shooters in the world? You would never know walking down the street, that guy's the best shooter in the world, no. you know? and That's a true statement. Yeah like you can do this. It's, it's simple concepts that are really hard to apply. You just got to figure it out. And I, I just really love seeing those guys taking them working with them and making them better to where they were successful. And Uh I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for a living. So I did. Yeah.
0: Two things. Uh I, that like I, I love everything you said about that. With with the not recognizing who the shooters are and who they're not, I got a lot more since I've been competing. Like I respect everybody, but like I got a lot more respect for Filipinos, bro.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. What the hell is <laughs> I was joking? <laughs> excuse, bro. Yeah, it's the Asians <laughs> and the Filipinos. Yeah, man. Like, and this is going to sound a little whatever, right? But yeah, stereotypes. Yeah. Something about math, being a doctor, violins, and like shooting. They are yeah. just good at it. They're up in it, bro. I don't know what it is. Like the we focus. We play
0: basketball, that was- but that's,
1: that stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> They're killing yeah. it, man. Like- um, yeah, I mean, there's like a 20, 21 year old girl at my, where I shoot. And she's smoke checking everybody. Her name's Claudia. Most people yeah. listening that are in the shooting community probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Ain't even trying to, I'm not even trying to keep up. She's, tartar. she's cooking with tartar sauce. I'm over here trying to figure stuff out. <laughs> but uh yeah man i learned a lot about like yo you can't really you don't know who's who in the zoo no. um and then uh you're talking about watching someone get better and understanding you know, that they can do it. And I, I, that strikes a vein with me. Cause I'm the same way, man. Like, cause I remember where I came from with stuff. And so like really empowering people is something that just gets me jacked just cause I just am like, man, if I can get up in here and do the, some of the things I've been able to get away with by the grace of God, like I love seeing a person who doesn't, well, it breaks my heart when I see a person who doesn't see their potential yes. and then being able to experientially you know, and I to them, like get them to a place where they see that potential and then they're willing to do what's necessary to earn that value that comes from unlocking that potential. Boom. That stuff's awesome. It you
1: is know? man. It's like we had, um, when I was in and were you in the military before Marine Corps? Yeah. Marine Corps, infantry, infantry. That's right. I couldn't remember if it was army or Marine. Mm. Um, I want to hold the Marines against it. I'm just kidding. I love Marines. <laughs> I love Marine over you guys, they're just, they're Marines, dude. You're probably like me, you got out and there, it was kind of like a, a a purpose or a motivation or a reason for like that mission. You know what I mean? It was kind of missing, you know, and I kind of saw that on the writing on the walls getting, I was like, what's going to be my purpose yeah. from, I'm sure same with you. It went from, helping our country and fighting for our country and at a large scale, that macro mm-hmm. scale, mm-hmm. we kind of shrunk down to now I can just isolate those individuals. And when yeah. someone comes here, I can say, Hey man, I'm going to give you or gal. Cause I had a mm. lady in the classes mm. last time. I have plenty of women that come. Mm. They can shoot just as well as men. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. For example, you better yeah. be able to bang. Don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Don't For example, Lena yeah. Michelek she's gonna outshoot all of us, right? Yep, it's gonna Jesse happen. Harrison, yeah, yeah. just Claudia Vodanas, just, <laughs> just forget about it someday, yeah. but just forget about it. So just going to that that purpose on an individual level and saying, all right, yeah. now I'm gonna help just you and hopefully make a difference in their lives. And yeah. That's the coolest thing ever. Like it, it makes the you know the long flights, the up at four in the morning to drive an hour to the range in your hotel when you're on Central Time and now you're on east coast or west coast time and your hours are all jacked up you get two hours of sleep a night by the time you got home you're sleeping all day the next day it's yeah. like four in the morning to nine or ten at night you're that's what a class is you yeah. know it's long and then i don't know you just see those people happy and you're like done i made yeah. them five percent or ten percent better and they can believe in themselves so it's a really cool thing man
0: heck yeah it's a it's a uh, it's more valuable than the money the money the fact that you get to do what you'd want to do is like Awesome. If you can get the money out of it to be able to sustain that. But like when you're unlocking those responses from people, it's validating your work and it's validating what you're passionate about. This is something more valuable than money. I swear yes. to you. It's, uh, and that, you know, like, Uh, If everyone can understand that one thing about living their life, you know, finding your purpose and then doing something that's in alignment with that, even even when you're not getting paid before you get start getting paid, it makes quality of life shoot through the sky, man. It does. Uh, Now that trash is huge. And yeah, man, when I was getting out, it was kind of the same thing. It was like, I remember being like, yo, I got to figure out this purpose thing. And I think a lot of guys, the guys that perish in that little, that little valley right there. It's failing to find that new fight. Cause it, as a warrior, I've, I've found that a lot of warriors are just warriors. And I find that at the genesis of what we do, it's serving on a higher level. Like we, you know, at the Marine Corps, like, I had a heart to be able to, 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 you know, serve my country or whatever. But then I really start realizing, like, what are we doing here? You know, I'm becoming strong enough. I'm becoming more specialized. I'm becoming more lethal in order to be able to serve my country on a level and in a way that many people can't. Is really what's going on. Then I kind of see that translate out into the civilian sector when guys do, you know, choose vocations, become first responders, and you know, it's like a warrior without a fight. It's like. A you, you don't know where, where how to serve and i think the guys that are successful are the guys that find a place to still serve you know yep. and you know for you and for me in a lot of ways it's empowering others to be able to do the things that that you train them to do
1: absolutely man i couldn't agree more
0: heck yeah that's awesome that's good stuff man um heck yeah so at your core we are kind of messing around with this question already who are you at your core man if you're going to break it down oh uh... And soul searching, man. We're soul uh, searching right now.
1: <laughs> deep question right there. Um, yeah, brother. So, uh, just, I don't know, just a guy, right? Like, no better than anybody else. Um, uh-huh. So, I, I'm married. I got a wife and a four-year-old daughter. Uh, yeah. Honestly, the daughter's waking up from a nap here in a minute before they go to the gym. You might hear a knock on the door. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, we'll let that's her say hi as she comes in here. Heck, yeah. Just
0: it's awesome. all about the lifestyle.
1: Yeah, man. She's, she's a hoot. Uh, I've been married for, oh, shit. Uh, don't tell my wife this. She's not going to listen anyway, but still. Eight years, I think? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 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 Going on nine. I think this year will be nine years. So. Heck yeah,
0: that's what's up.
1: Yeah, man. It's been good. And uh, I joined the Army uh, slightly, uh, right after my third freshman year of college, um, which is a feat in and of itself, right? Three years in college, you couldn't get past freshman year. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's three, three colleges, uh, three yeah. different colleges, three different years. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I take pretty, uh, I don't know, a dean told me before he kicked me out the second time, he was like, <laughs> you have to try to do this. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with your life? I was like, I'm going to join the Army. He's like, I think that's a great idea. Great
2: idea know. for you. <laughs>
1: you go do that. I was like, all right. No, so it's kind that's of writing right on the wall for me, and uh, yeah. I always kind of knew my uncle's a Green Beret, and I yeah. always wanted to be a Green Beret, so Heck did yeah. that, joined the Army, and uh spent in 2006, got to my team in 2008 and spent from 2008 to 2018 in the, uh, in fifth special forces group the entire time. So I was really fortunate, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, dude. So that, uh, yeah, I like to, uh, you know, the whole long walks on the beach, uh, (laughs) um, kind of touched on a lot of it. I like shooting, working out. Um, I'm kind of a weird Dude, I'm a little bit different, right? And by that I mean how do you mean you walk into our pantry and you open it up and you're like, you don't you don't have any like real food, do you? It's like gluten-free, Heck it's all yeah. healthy crap. I That's got my like, fat in the corner, there's a gym in the garage. Like I just got done working out. Try to do jujitsu, so it's a weird balance of of stuff. I think people they'll hear me talk and then I'll mention something and like, oh yeah, and kind of like in yoga, right? And they're like, what? Yeah. What did you just say? <laughs> You're like, are we going to have, have to fight right, right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, you know, it's all good stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah, man, just kind of do me and try not to assume. And that's it, really. Just white kid, live for them and make mm-hmm. everything better. And God, I'm obviously a Christian guy, so everything I do Thank is bring glory to his name. And uh, try not to make an ass of myself in the process and disappoint right. my friends. But uh, right, that's right. it, man.
0: That's awesome, man. No, I dig it. I dig everything you're saying. I find a lot of us have these kind of more eclectic, uh, you know, things we like to do and like stuff that we're into. Yeah. If the eclectic's even the right word, it sounded good. Uh, yeah, um, eclectic
2: words. Yeah. yeah. You
0: know, like and most of us, I think men were artists, you know? And, uh, I think a lot <laughs> of that people try to be like, nah, you know, like I, but I think usually a healthy dude with a healthy ego, he's got his yeah. things he likes, his little proclivities. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some of mine because I have some weird ones too. And yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm all about a lot of different things. And yeah. I think it's yeah. beautiful, man. It's an art and everything. Yeah. Like I played college
1: football and then yeah. I, I play out from Texas. So if you're from Texas, yeah. you play football. You know what That's, I mean? Yeah, it's uh, I actually played the cross too. Went to college <laughs> okay. for both. And okay. then, uh, but then it's like I got out it's like, oh, I really like – you know, oh, that's cool. Let's, you know, I'll look at art or like movies or yeah. you know, yoga now and all sorts of crap. I still love football and Jack and Steel, but there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Difference, not wrong. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, just be able to appreciate all of it. So it's kind of my thing.
0: Heck yeah. I was talking to, I was listening to, sorry, listening to you, Pat Mac talk about how he likes bird watching the other day, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, ain't no shame in it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so, some of the like toughest, baddest dudes, uh, we had a guy. We called him Captain America. He was a support yeah. dude for us. He could not go SF because he didn't have a spleen. So he thought, okay, well, I'll go do even something, you know, like more, I guess you could say, like a tier one unit. He ended up going to a yeah. tier one unit. He was an operator over there. Uh, he was a direct support, like, combat support guy for us. I um, don't say his name, but this mm-hmm. guy was an all American kid, right? Well, right. You'd see him reading books in the corner. He's got like these weird sci fi novels. You're like, what? This, <laughs> where the hell did that come from? You know, like, we're like, protein, gym, and you got a damn sci fi. Goosebumps. Novel. It's like, uh, <laughs> I just, Everybody. I love The Lord of the Rings, bro. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay that dude's a man amongst men you know Yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. dude
0: reading yeah. like weird, sci- weird sci-fi novels you know it's this thing and I'm like alright whatever dude you get BA enough you can do whatever the heck you want I had a buddy Konstantinov yeah, he's a dead he's a power lifter he's like famous power lifter yeah. one of the guys that like brought me up in the game of executive protection man we're on some of the same details he like taught me the ways of the samurai right but uh, the Jedi and stuff God bless him he's passed away since but he had this thing for little dogs man <laughs> and so well, i'm out with this guy it looks like he eats humans he's like 280 pounds you know 6% body fat he's got he's like ivan drago's ugly big brother from rocky four he's got a knife wound on his neck not from a slash someone stabbed him it didn't work <laughs> you know what i mean like this guy's the guy from street fighters i need just like this over me you know and he sees a little dog. Oh, puppy! You know, and he like yeah. comes and He's grabbing the dog. The owner's like, "Don't eat my dog! Don't eat my dog!" <laughs> you know, like this guy. You know, he's and he. You know, he's one of the strongest men on the planet. At one point in time, this yeah. dude looks so gangster. Me and him were standing outside of a store in Beverly Hills, doing our jobs with a client inside. They called the cops just because we were standing there on the sidewalk out in front of the store that was getting robbed. <laughs> but he loved he loved poetry and he loved little
1: dogs. Yeah. Yeah, Why? That. Because he can. Because he, he can. Exactly. You know what? That's really what it is. It's because he can. That guy's as confident as He wants to be. What are you going to do? Make fun of him? He's like, oh, I squat a thousand pounds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll read poetry all damn day. You know right. I mean? I'll, I'll they, flip like, your car over too. You know, I wish more <laughs> people could be win. like that. Uh, you know, like yeah. just quit caring about the image. Just you do you, man. Be like, it's all cool. Just do you. Right. So uh,
0: now nah, I dig it. That's what's up, man. What would you say your mission is now these days? Oh, yeah. Um, and you're were, you were coming out of the gate with some deep questions. With some heat, son. It's I that, that, that uh, psychology degree, bro. I know. I'm glad I'm I I'm went and worked out. I got
1: my blood flowing, got the endorphins going. Um, yeah, so my mission now, big thing is, one, don't ever disappoint my family. At the end of the day, no matter what you do, they're the ones that are going to be there for, you know, ever. You know, I was going to have my daughter. I was going to have everybody else. And when she grows up, I don't want... Her to walk around and go, Oh, do you know who that is? And that's Drew Estel's kid. Oh my God, that guy's an idiot, right? I want people to say, Hey, that guy brought value. Like wherever he went, he brought value. He helped people. He did the right thing. At the end of the day, it's for me, it's kind of like the mirror test or the rocking chair test. You ever heard those? Like at the end of the day, you got to be able to look yourself in the mirror. And say, did you do everything you could have done today? Did you make your family proud? Did you make yourself proud? Are you ashamed to look yourself in the mirror? And my thing is, like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. The other one, the rocking chair test, you know, when you're an old man sitting on that rocking chair in your front porch in your living room and the, the grandkids are sitting around. And they go, hey, grandpa, tell me about this. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember my time. You know, and here we go. We could be back in my day, you know. Yeah, and it was hard. Yeah. You know, we didn't have, you know, optical holographic projection, you know. Yeah, with iron sights. That just shot where we looked. Like, we actually had to point the gun, right? Like, whatever it may be. Like, I want to be able to, like, when those grandkids are there, to be able to tell them stuff that I've done, not because it's bragging, but I want to, you know. Contribute. Inspire them, you know, like to say, wow, Grandpa did this, you know. No, he's not exactly the tallest dude in the world. looks old and wrinkly now, but, like, look at him. Like, he did this, I can do this too. Whether you're, you know, it's my daughter, grandkids, or boys, girls, I don't give a shit. We're all warriors in a different way. So I just hope that I can set an example in my life, do the right thing to make those around me proud, that they're always proud to be around me and be associated with me. You know, those people that walk around and like, oh, I don't want to go over here because this person thinks that or or whatever. Like that is not the way to live. Do the right thing, do it all the time. and Good things will come, man. Like people see that over time. Otherwise, you're just, you know, bottle rockets, right? They take off, (laughs) never hear from them again. Like, I don't want to be that person. Long-term success that, you know, obviously, uh, you know, bring glory to God and all that stuff and be right by my family and my friends. So people say they're proud to be associated with me and that's, that's really it. It's trying to help as many people on the ways I can help people. Yeah. That's the mission, man. Just do the right thing and do it well.
0: Yeah. I keep hearing contribute, man. You want to contribute heavy, make good contributions and stuff like that. That's a good word for it. Heck yeah. No, I, have been kind of soul searching with myself and the stuff and why I'm doing stuff I'm doing. And, um, yeah, brother, that's the same thing here, man, too, is like, I don't want I don't want the grace that's been shown to me be in vain. That's really kind of yeah. main drivers for my behavior on one level, you know, knowing that I've been blown the heck up in Iraq and yeah. shouldn't be here, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Yeah. taking the IEDs I took and stuff by the grace of God. And then, all this the trash that happened there. And then also just, you know, yeah, you know, look out the window, this trash is a miracle, bro. <laughs> you yeah. know I mean, like, yeah, man, it's I could go for another 30 minutes about how much of a scientific, straight up just uh all we have is hypotheses and postulations about half this trash dude and like yeah. we're walking around here sentient you ever seen the number of what what uh, the probability of us being conscious is mixed with the probability of this stuff i'm having outside the window is like i can't let this one shot be in vain man that's a right. thought. so a contribution drives me too man it's like yeah you know i might not do it all right but let me just die tired. And with that mirror test, look at myself and like uh, the face and be like, I went hamster. I made a lot of ham. I went hard, man.
1: (laughs) I think too, I think you can probably say this too. Like we're all a product of our experiences, whether good or bad, we learn from it, but we're also, we've had a lot of people over the years that have invested in our success. Just like you said, your buddy, uh, was it Constantine? Constantine? Constantine. Constantine. I would call him Drago. Cause I remember you said like that Drago. Yeah. Oh, Costi, yeah. yeah Drago. So like, guys like that, that have invested in you. They've taken the time to say, Hey, I see potential in this person. I see value. I'm going to invest my time into making this person better. Real and the same drama. for me, like I, when I got to my team, I was a 23 year old kid. If I would have gone to a different team, maybe I wouldn't be who I am today. I just know that I'm very fortunate that I did get yeah. a, you know, five three two four five eight four that mm-hmm. ODA and had guys like Doug, Chad, Joe, you know, uh, Captain uh, Bill Heffron, you know, all these guys and the, my teammates around me, like they invested time in me. Same thing, yeah. all the leaders I've had and peers and everything else, and even the juniors. You don't want to disappoint them. Don't make their work in vain too. Like you yeah. owe them to be better every day and keep going because they took that time man, years sometimes. 100. So that's a big motivator for me too.
0: Heck yeah. No, that's huge, dude. I I agree 100%. And also carrying on that legacy dude that they like took the yeah. time to try to like, like you got, you got jersey. You got people's names on your jersey. As far as I'm concerned, you know, if yeah. you come from a lineage that you're proud of, you know, like Marine Corps, that trash follows you around forever. You know, yeah. like coming from where you're from, like nah, man. Like I mess up. It's not just Byron messed up. It's Byron messed up. My company, Bravo Research yeah. Group, messed up. You just um, made the Marine Corps look
1: bad. Yeah, exactly. I, I, me one. Yeah, you know I mean, because yeah. you know, you represent the Marines now. Same yeah. thing with me. I represent SF. Like, you yeah, speak, dude, you do something stupid. They're like, yeah, oh, it's exactly. an SF guy fuck yeah in. like oh great there's a thousand guys that i just disappointed and made them look bad because of my one action
0: who worked really hard to get there and now it's even more like you can zoom it out even more you know i mean you're on the ep detail you made your client's reputation look bad you zoom out again and your company whatever company you're working for zoom out again now there's another black guy on the news acting <laughs> stupid there's a Caucasian male acting stupid out there. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh no, here you know, So you got considerations. Y'all. Yeah. all there's masculinity, you know what I'm saying? Cause oh, yeah. cool and stabs him on the back of a cap because he's having a bad day. Can't do it.
1: You know yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And everybody in this industry or this lifestyle, I guess you can yeah. say, listening mm-hmm. to this, you represent all of us. Right? right. You're that guy walking into Starbucks with your high point on your hip and a fucking AK strapped to your back upside down with the magazine in back, which just some bullshit. Like you're, you're a meme, me, and you represent meme, all of Yeah, like thank you very much. You know, conduct yourself accordingly because yeah. the actions of one will affect many, and it's that's yeah. that's it's detrimental. A lot of weight, man. I don't think people realize it, but you know, just do the right thing, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. dude,
0: because there is nothing nothing worse for the shooting community than when somebody, some shooter out there, is doing something stupid, and we're all like, because they're trying to take all our rights away on the strength of one or two uh, stupid people. I mean, a lot of these laws come from, like, who made this law have to even be a thing, you know what I mean? So, yep. you guys get good training, make good decisions.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, rookies buy hardware, professionals, intelligent people invest in software, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So, get yep. some good
1: stinking training, man. Absolutely.
0: From this guy. This guy does good training. <laughs> Favorite quote, mantra, anything like that? Saying,
1: oh, man, I... You know, I have never been a real big quote guy. Um, okay. Ah, man, dude, if you'd asked me 10 minutes ago, I probably could have told you. Mantra, okay, you know what? I'll take that back. Heck My yes. team sergeant uh, one time, so we were in Afghanistan in 2012, and that was a really good deployment for me. Uh, I was an E6 staff sergeant, and I was filling the job of an E7, which is our Fox, our intel guy in the SF team. Mm -hmm. i pretty much got the job about a week prior to briefing the command on this deployment because our fox he had some some issues family stuff he couldn't go so Mm -hmm. our team sergeant said hey man you're the fox oh but this is friday or thursday he's like by the way monday you're by monday yeah yeah, you're gonna (laughs) brief the group commander on our entire plan i was like oh okay no big deal i'm gonna go have some beers hashtag nbd i got this right Right, right on that deployment whatever was good um It was a kind of a leadership role in a way because I was responsible to make sure everybody knew what was going on, threats, everything else, and preparing the team for that. So during that deployment, um, we had uh, some CSTs attached to us, cultural support team, basically women, you know, attached to SF. And they were good. They did a good job at what they were supposed to do. They integrated in the team and everything else. And I remember we were doing a mission one night. We're trying to set up like an ambush or something on these guys that were trying to blow up like a radio tower or whatever. So we're talking about set up an ambush and waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Long story short. Um, so we had the intel on it and we were looking at the task force, and somebody got upset, you know, like, Hey, I'm not gonna say who it was. It was a main woman team guy support me because we had some uh, infantry and tankers attached to us to help us out. So there's mm-hmm. 20 anywhere from like 20 to 24 people on our base at one time. That's it. Like, we had three towers to guard every night. There's 20 to 24 of us. Like, you know, we yeah. had 18 eight guys, and the rest were all support. And um, we were like, great, better big boy rules. Like, get your shit on. Like, we're going to have yeah. to, you know, you're not a private anymore.
0: Yeah, no one's uh, wiping like, anyone's butt out here. Like, exactly. this is not how we're doing it.
1: Yep. So, so we're looking at the task. We have manpower leader. for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're looking at the task board. work. We're going over something, and, and somebody was like, hey, why aren't I on the mission? Like, a task board. Like, I should be on this mission, blah, blah. And my team sergeant, and, you know, right for them, they want to go out. And yeah. the team sergeant, Doug, um, he looked at him and he says, what's our mission? And they were like, well, it's to do this. He's like, what's your job? He's like, well, my job is this, this, and that. He's like, okay, is that here on this mission? Got kind of quiet. Crickets. And he's like, well, no, but I can do it just as good as everybody. I'm like, and Doug handled it really professionally. He's like, and all I said was... <laughs> mission drives training mission drives task or like the mission is all that matters is accomplishing the mission. So yeah. our task or is put together. We put the best people on the field that are there to accomplish that mission. We are training, whatever we do in training is driven whether we want to do it that way or not for our mission and yeah. it drives everything, everything's centered around the mission. So I've always remembered that and been like, what is my mission? You know, what is it, whether it's training, whether it's getting people to success. Like I don't, I'm not like a, like some people are really academic, like reader types. Like that's really not my thing. I do audio books, but I went out and read books, right? Like audio yeah. books are great. But you read get the books. content in. Yeah. So I would go talk to our uh, guy group, uh, Seth. He's like, he's a doctor. He's a human performance coordinator. He's a mental guy, right? He's got a doctorate. That's hey. him. And said, hey, man, what, what book should I read to get better? So he handed me a book. I read it. Cool. How can I apply? I wouldn't normally read this shit, but how can I apply this to getting better? My mission. Great. Another book, read this. Who can I look for up to that is doing this well? I normally wouldn't, right? Except outside the tactical industry, sports, performance, or whatever, or teachers. Great. Learn from them. All that matters is the mission. Mission drives task order. Mission drives training. And I've always kind of remembered that. I think that's a good quote. And when people talk about, so take it just simple, right? People in classes, I send out a questionnaire. Because I want people to know, I want to know what they've been working on, what their, yeah. their goals are, what how are the problems they're having. And then I kind of group them on the line, not necessarily in their, their ability level per se. It's a little bit of that. Yeah. But mostly like if you're having this issue and this is what you're working on, or this is your mission. Then when yeah. I tell you something, I can save time and go, hey, you to the left, you to the right, y'all right here, listen up. And I can put information out to like three people versus just one and I have to run down the line to talk to somebody else. So I know who's who and I see people do these questionnaires and they're like, well, I want to do this, this, and that. Like, okay. What is your mission? What are you training for? Cause that question was before Yeah, so you said this, but then you say, I want to be able to reload faster. Why? Wow. Well, that's not a real, if you're training for this, then you should want, you know, you're training for home defense, right? Like you're yeah. a concerned citizen. Great. Absolutely. You should. How mm-hmm. about processing information? How about target identification? How about some of these other things? Like, where are your weaknesses at? How, how to better protect my family? Mm-hmm. If you're worried about a one R one reload, I get it. That's a skill That's right. you know, that can, you know, translate into an ability later. But I think yeah. there's more important things to be worried about. And part of it is people just don't know what they should be training on. that's part of coming to a class, right, to open their eyes and tell them. Yeah. Some people that have some more experience or have a little bit more base knowledge or have opened that scope up to see what it is. I think they're still focusing on the wrong things. They're not focusing on what's going to make them successful. You can have goals, whether it's personal, professional, save lives, protect your family. But then you're like, Hey man, I really want to shoot a bill drill in two seconds. Great, man. That's a goal. You should definitely have it, but focus on the right things to get you there versus some of this other stuff that may not be, does that make sense? Kind of what I'm saying. Heck yeah, totally
0: it's it's really like what's the mission mission drives everything else you're doing in preparation for it and all the components and tools you take with you um and that that's good to go so yeah you're going to a shooting course why are you going to that shooting course are you going there because you want to become a better gunfighter or you really just want you know mark do you really just, well if you want accuracy what do you want that for you know why are you doing that training yeah. and it's kind of like being able to have that bird's eye view and understanding all the skills that you want to acquire on the road to accomplishing whatever mission it is i want to be more dangerous i want to be harder to kill okay cool yeah. you know so let's get some mindset courses and some firearms courses in and some ground fighting and some other yeah. stuff you know let's build you some skills on the spectrum of being that more dangerous human being you know yeah that's what's because a lot of people are like i want to be harder to kill i want to be able to defend my family so i'm gonna go buy a gun well homie you're like at bat right now you didn't even make it to first base
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm Do i need like i had a question today guy was like hey man so i was looking at buying a gun right you know for this he's like i don't know how to rifle this and that you know yeah. rifle for your course i'm like it's a rifle course yes you need a rifle you know okay well you know what I, it's, it's a pistol too. and new rifle course. I'm like, Hey man, you're going to shoot some pistol too. So bring your pistol. It's yeah. like, well, I was looking at, I got this, but I was looking at buying this other gun. Which one would be better for your course? Yeah. Like, dude, I don't care if you shoot a 40 cal, a 45 or a nine mil, bring the With gun, your weapon. Uh, I was thinking about buying this FN, you know, 45, whatever. Cool, man. Great gun, whatever, dude. But that's your focus is which gun you should buy. Yeah. Cause you think that's going to make you successful in the course. How about instead, like, what do I need to, and I love when people ask me this, like Mm -hmm. when people ask me questions, like I love when they ask really good questions, leading up to the course, what should I be working on? What should I be focused on to prepare myself to make the most of your course? Like I get that question a lot and I absolutely love it because I'm like, great. Hey, let's talk about where you're at. And I'll go down the rabbit hole, like sitting there. We're supposed to be watching a movie, like a TV show with my wife before we go to bed. I'm just like texting away, you know, or emailing someone's asking me Mm because I'm excited for this person. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, man, try fire this. Make sure this is downright. I'll work on the rest there, but make sure that muzzle is right where you want it to be. You have that awareness, right? When you put that gun on target, the sights go where your eyes are at. So just nice, smooth draws, nice and crisp. I've even taken a video and sent it to guys and be like, hey, man, here, do this, do this, this, and that. Here's this target. Just follow this and make sure Mm -hmm. we pull that trigger. The bullet will go where your sights are at. So even through dry fire, just one-handed putting that up pull that trigger, click, you know, it's coming straight back every time you get your different reference point, whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. you're good to go. If you do that, man, I'll handle the rest. But if you can do that before you show up to a course, dude, you're going to have, it's going to just, we're not going to have to worry about that, which is half of the problems that we see at the course. Yeah. Now we can really I get, get rock and rolling. Yeah. yeah. When guys like, what gun should I have? You know, like, should I buy a new gun? Would it be better? I'm like, we're going high if you don't have a high point, you're fine. You're yeah, you. right? <laughs> I don't care if you show up a world war II, 1911 yeah let's do this you know
0: yeah no i dig it man you can tell a lot about where someone's at by the questions they ask yeah. that really tells you where the person's mind's at and yeah. there's really no shame in your questions never be ashamed to ask
1: the right. question because you are talk-
0: where you are
1: yeah you they know? don't know that that's they're like oh it's okay you know i'm polite about it like someone asked me i'm like hey, yeah. man, maybe this should be the focus not that like i understand
0: yeah. Like, we all, because we know we, once we didn't know too. Yeah.
1: Like, I had to go find
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got a buddy who I ask all my dumb questions to, who's like my gun, like, my gun guys. Like, I got my guys in my crew that, like, read the Soldier of Fortune magazines and they're going through all the articles. (laughs) (laughs) And, and like, I asked these dudes a question and I know I'm getting the answer back. And it's like been researched. They've been in the chat rooms. (laughs) They're like my gun tech
2: guys you know
0: uh Mm -hmm. but uh nah man it's you can tell a lot about where someone's at in their development but a good trainer like you and like someone who's you know i think well well adjusted just knows hey at one point i didn't know yeah
2: i did the same thing like we we it. you know
1: it's frustrating but you can't get mad at somebody because you did the same shit you you couldn't shoot for crap like you could shoot just barely a little bit and you felt good about yourself so you're like oh all right i have three hundred dollars this month I'm going to buy, okay, you go on the Zev website and you're like, Ooh, this you know, that one titanium, new- <laughs> that titanium firing, that striker, that firing pin, that's going to, that's going to be, make me the, a that's going to be difference <laughs> in me shooting better, you know, or that titanium guide rod. Yeah. You're like, Oh God, like there's a place for that stuff, but yeah. I wish I would have just spent up like, more ammo, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Better, better training. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm saying smarter. Like, Training, man. So then straight up the, the question, tactical background, A to Z, what is your background?
1: So I was in fifth special forces group from Sweet. 2008 until 2018, uh, right, out, right out like 10 years, give or take, I have to add up the months or whatever, but um, so did that. Uh, I was on a halo team for seven and a half of those years um i went to the cif CRIF that we talked about for about a year and a year and a half maybe two years something like that um where i did the deployment within trained up and i was on uh bravo cell over there over in troop one um after that i went to uh take over it was kind of writing on the wall it was like hey man you're broke like we need to get get you the tbi clinic all that kind of stuff i need to work some self up stuff out personally Had had to raise my hand and say hey i I'm sorry, guys, but I, I need to do this. Like, something's yeah. not right. right. Um, yeah. yeah, take a knee for a minute. Um, yeah. So did that, and they they pushed me over to the armed sentry program, which was a good learning experience, mm-hmm. especially being able to see that training where, uh, like, we went down to the ALERT program at Texas State University, um, an entire class of just SF guys, which was a huge surprise to the instructors. They were like, wait a second. How many of y'all are in the military to SF? Like, everybody but, like, one guy raised their hand. They were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, we've never had this. No one told us. We're like, yeah, I'm the one that put it together. Uh, so, surprise. Wow, uh, peekaboo. <laughs> yeah, like it was cool, man. It was an active shooter, uh, train so the trainer. Uh, so, we all got certified in that little stuff. And uh, it was a good experience. So, did that and helped manage the program. I wasn't the. The lead instructor, because that fell to our instructor cadre, the SAFAL committee, but I helped instruct when they ran the course. But they were overall in charge of that, and we made up some good recommendations. My buddy Steve was the head instructor over there for Fifth Group at the time, and uh, he's a phenomenal instructor, and I worked hand in hand with him and helped him do the courses. Uh, so through that, I did seven deployments uh, three to Iraq, two to Afghanistan. Um, one that was like, Oh, I'm not a, a combat deployment. It was a J set deployment kind of thing to Jordan, where we basically did a trading event with, uh, Jordanian special forces at Kasada, the okay. uh, special operations, big training complex they have. Yeah. Uh, so it was really cool. We got to work with the, um, Prince, uh, Amir Hashem or Amir means Prince. So Amir Hashem. Um, it's like saying chai tea, right? It's the same damn word. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no Rintasha, Amirhashim, whatever. Uh, we worked with his company. He's the king's uh, youngest brother, uh, special mm-hmm. operations guy. And then my other deployment was to Turkey, where I basically wore a suit every day. I worked out of the embassy annex in one of the agency overflow offices, and uh, everything. It was all green side stuff, so we can talk about it. But yeah. what you guys see going on in Syria for the past few years? I was the first guy, really the first guy to go over there and handle the turkey aspect of it. So we had turkey and other America, but I was over there, as kind of like setting that up and working towards the Syria mission before it kicked off. So that was Thank my you. job was to set that up. Um, which is funny because I wore a suit every day and I was an E7, you know, starting first class. And uh, I remember my group commander saying, "Hey, doing a good job." You know, this, and that. I was like, "Sir, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing." <laughs> you're like good job with, uh, <laughs> the ambassador and the deputy you know chief of whatever the shit and all these people yeah. i had to talk to the minister of foreign affairs and, and you know minister of defense for turkey and they're like asking me questions I'm like, "Mm-hmm, yes sir yep uh-huh yep here's the answer like you know i'll get back to you on that i'm walking out like calling people frantically on the phone like what am i doing i should not be talking to these people you know what i mean yeah but uh he, he told me whatever you do like he said it. not whatever you do he's just like you know, you don't. Know, it's probably be best that you just don't bring up your rank. Right. Like, because <laughs> everybody thought I was over the there. It's huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the Department of State people and 95% oh, the locals, too. Of the Department the state. Yeah. 95%, 90%. There's some really good people over there. Uh, but the rest of those 95 or 90 ish percent, whatever, are uh, complete pieces of shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I say that the whole from the bottom of my heart. I mean, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I worked with some phenomenal people there who I could not have done what I did without them. They were a blessing to yeah. you. Yeah. Know, right? They're amazing. But mm-hmm. most of them were just worthless. We're just um, worthless. Roger yeah. That. They hated us. But they all thought I was a colonel. They're like, man, you're a really young looking colonel. Are you major Like, okay? yeah. I was like, well, Thank you very much, you know. Yeah, just thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, right around it, right? And then change mm-hmm. the subject. But um Yeah, I like and, dolphins. Yeah, pretty much. And I was <laughs> Like, I'm about 190, 195 pounds right now. I was about 210 mm. then. You know, just, Bruh. I had no neck, and I'm wearing, like, Deploying a custom Like, the guy had to, he's like, you have an 18-and-a-half-inch neck, you know, in your weight. I, I, I custom shirts. I was just jammed. Yeah, So, it was yeah. really funny. But I, uh, it was an interesting deployment. Uh, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, I briefed, I think, like, six or seven congressmen, a couple senators. Um, yeah. You know, multiple generals on what's going on. And it was just, hey, man, fake it till you make it. You know, like. You have everything to talk to these people, the, the background and the education. I don't give a shit if you went to Harvard or Yale. Yeah. Most of them, the, especially the congressmen and women,
2: yeah.
1: they're clueless. They have no clue what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. one of them was like, oh, do you vote? Are you from California? I'm like, yeah. ah, no, I, I'm not. I'm actually it's like, oh, okay, never mind. Do you vote? Like, they didn't know what fucking Predators and ISR was. They had yeah. no clue. And they're on the committee to fund that stuff. And yeah. we're sitting there listening to it. We're like well, I don't I don't know what an ISR is, but I got one of them them drone suckers with a missile. You want that? Yeah, is that like, word for you? <laughs> yes, sir. We'll take it. <laughs> 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 <I'm> fucking me. <kidding laughs> like uh, anyway, it was uh, it was eye-opening to say the least, but it was a really good experience. Yeah, like yeah. so much of my life, but uh it was good, it was very different. So I wrapped up yeah. a lot of Marriott points. I lived in a JW. Five star Marriott Hotel for like three or four months, which was awesome. So, saved me some money. So, I got a bunch of Marriott. I'm like platinum status forever now. <laughs> You're, You're a celebrity at the Marriott. <laughs> Dang it, man. That's what's up. Yeah, it was good. So, that's kind of my background. Uh, most yeah. of my deployments to Iraq were with my original team. Uh, my Halo team was a mix. We did some DA stuff. We did some, you know, FID. We trained guys and we took them out on missions, you know, accompanied them and assisted them. We did, you know, Oh, the run ran the gamut. It was kind of like when SF, it's your area. Like, yeah, especially in Afghanistan, they say, Hey, make chicken salad on a chicken ship. You know, this is yours and you own it. You tell us, you know? And yeah. so that was a really cool responsibility. Um, my other Afghan deployment, uh, I did the one that's your VSO. you know, like you would think like SF living out there on their own kind of deal.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then the other one I did was a, I was at a, a base, where I was an LNO for a general, like going back and forth to report for him. But my other gig for that was we did low operations around Kabul. So we drove around and other the band jams and everything. And we did, how do I put this, um, surveillance-type stuff, I guess, would be yeah. the best way for the listeners to understand that. So we would okay. go places out and, and kind of be undercover as we went off the gate, which we got really good at for a while. They didn't like we would drive right through checkpoints. the Afghanis would they just look at the truck and us and be like go 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 we drive by and they kind of like, what they kind of give us that second look like what they just mm-hmm. go past and then, then know, they'd just be, be like, lazy and be like yeah like, yeah nah. I learned, yeah <laughs> I learned a lot about love this stuff just doing that then of course another you know like the not like the, the Toyota you know land cruiser comes oh. up all up armor they're like eh, stop you know right behind us and they're like trying to open the doors and get a better hassle on them uh, yeah, so like God, no, these are Afghani's and pushes right through. Heck I yeah! He thought I was like a Chechen. I'm like oh, those yeah. no, okay, get him out of here. You know? Yeah, get him out of here. It you know? <laughs> you know? worked pretty well.
0: was yeah, yeah, okay, heck yeah. But, so that's the that's the background, huh?
1: Yeah, I'd say so, man. Um, Sweet. I, know, I think that's it, dude. So kind of my my whole experience in a nutshell. I was my my DV two fourteen or my ERB, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's what's up, man. No, I dig it. I love it. And I love what you've created out of it. That's like what I really like to see, man. See that trash, all of it translate, you know? Yeah. Getting out of the military is like, it's like driving a Lamborghini and being forced to drive in a school zone forever afterwards yes. if you don't freaking <laughs> figure out <laughs> like yeah, being yeah. a dang carnivore and then being forced to be a vegetarian forever if you don't yeah. figure out like how to keep those gears rolling, what your new mission is, which find your new fight and all that. So that's what's up. Uh, What types of things would you say you learned about yourself during your time in the military?
1: Uh, I'm not as cool or as good as I think I am. That's a really valuable stinking lesson. Yeah, it is. Uh, I had to eat some humble pie a few times, you know. Yeah. I showed up to the team, I was young, I was very young, showed up to my team, I was 23, I turned 24, and I showed up to my team, I turned 24 shortly after. Uh, most of the guys on my team were early 30s, right? Our team yeah. sergeant was like 40-something years old. He went to Halo school like 93 or 92. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he was old, right? But he yeah. was good, he was really good. Um, like, that was the kind of team I showed up to. You know, there's a couple other, there was one other younger guy when I got to the team, both of us about the same age. Um, but, you know, my experience had them, i'm a you know college football player i'm this i'm a tough guy you know all this stuff and you know I went through the q course like i'm good right like i passed you know like, even if you <laughs> like, finish last I'm you're a still a doctor right <laughs> right, right yeah, i'm a made whatever, man right we're all we got our tabs got our barrettes and uh um, yeah. you know so the team and it was oh shit there's a lot more to learn
0: we just you know? started
1: yeah, we did. And, you know, there's all this stuff on the team, you get to learn your job. And these guys have different jobs. And we're all shooters first, you know, all Green Berets and special operations, special forces guys first. But you all have stuff that you have to be able to contribute. And, you know, realizing that it was like, oh, how about I just shut my mouth for a bit, you know, yeah. and, and realize I don't know everything. That was yeah. a hard pill to swallow. Uh, luckily, some of my teammates uh, brought that to my attention real quick. And I appreciate and them for that. You know, they they force-fed that humble pot, I will say. Heck yeah. Uh, but I was way better for it. And, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that was, I would say that's probably the one thing I learned really quickly. And then even going on in my career, you know, being a E7, then being a senior E7, potentially looking at, you know, team starting at E8 right before I got out, um, okay. I still realized there's a lot to learn. Like, I'm learning stuff from every guy around me. And you never know it all, and you're never good enough. You never know it all. It's like jujitsu or shooting or anything. Yeah. Like, you can always be better. And yeah, yeah. That's like that's it. So okay. um, that was probably the important lesson I learned from my time there. Was you're you can get better. And there's always something yeah. to learn, and you learn something from bad people or people that aren't good. I would say leaders, bad leaders as much as you will good leaders. That's so what yeah. you do with that. Because I had a couple phenomenal. Uh, captains, team leaders, and I had one that um, let's just say he was so bad, there was a point where like, you know, you're in a firefight and you're like, man, what if I just what if a, a round just What if hit, he just walked you know, in the- <laughs> you know I mean? He just walked in front of my yeah. of fire, would people be pissed? You know? Like, yeah, like, or would everybody just be okay? Yeah, with
2: that? yeah. And, I, and I
1: say that jokingly but um, yeah. I'm not joking. Like The thought, <laughs> yeah. the thought you know, really did you know, like we, we all kind of were like, this guy's bad, you know, but yeah
2: what are we gonna do with
1: it? Like what is what you know, what are you gonna make of it? Like Yeah. No take it's lemons so- and turn it into beef stew, right? Like whatever, right. man. Turn do- into beef stew. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cause it
0: sounds bad, but like when you're in the military, just for the listeners, and you're in life and death situations and you have bad leadership, it can cost you and your brothers. Mm-hmm their lives. Yeah. It's like, it's a so 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 like this thought he's talking about, I completely agree with you. For sure, I remember having the same thought and actually, because we had, man, we had a guy who was the scourge of our existence the oh, first yeah. time I went to combat. And oh, I- yeah. like, That TV
1: show Generation Kill, kind of like that one-
0: Bro, to- I got back from Iraq. The homies were watching that. I walked into the room I watched like fifteen, five minutes, ten minutes of it. Turned around, walked out, never watched it since. I was like, "This is too realistic. I'm not, I'm not ready for this." Like we had just got back. Like yep. I actually need to go back and watch that series. I'm sure now I'd love it. Oh yeah. I forced my wife to listen to me narrate the entire thing.
2: <laughs> and this was like when the thing happened.
0: You know, <laughs> you know that one time I called you she's like, "Oh God, shut up." This is. Oh, gonna, I, I gotta. <laughs> It's got to happen. I'll make my kids watch it too, probably. Yes. But, uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude. No, and we, I remember standing on top of the Haditha dam, watching incoming, watching these dudes lob mortars at us. And our we had a, a, platoon, uh, a platoon sergeant from the drill, not the drill field, but from MCT. So he was like teaching pokes how to like fight. And so he just thought he knew everything. Like he thought he knew everything ever that was ever to know. And he'd made us stand in formation while we were taking incoming and just made us do a bunch of garrison trash. And we, I remember everyone in the platoon was like this stinking guy, bro. And I don't know what you want to call it, but it was like our first mission. And this dude ended up, put it this way like i'm sitting here we had a guy quick story time we had a guy who was um he already been to iraq i think once or twice and he was start one of our uh our corporals at the time and uh he was following that gunny's orders and gunny was kind of like yeah go down here and uh corporal armstrong stopped the vehicle and came back to gunny was like hey and i'm sitting security listening to this conversation and he's like hey we gotta we gotta switch our route up. So if we go down here, we're gonna get hit at the bottom of this choke point. They're setting us up for an IED. You know, Gunny such and such was like, <gasps> I am a gunnery sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. I know what I'm doing, Corporal. He's like, go back to your vehicle and do it and go down to the da, da da and do what I'm telling you. And Corporal just went back to his vehicle and just sat there. He's like, I can't do it, man. I like yeah. just can't do it. I know what's gonna happen. Gunny goes flying past him. Actually, like flips him off and cusses at him now this type of stuff never happens in marine corps like we're all like geez gunny like i ain't never seen that well they're gonna fight when we get back whatever (laughs) like next thing you know man i'm staring at the driver's side humvee tire like 250 feet up in the air. You know, long story short, who pulls him out of the burning vehicle, calls in the medevac, hits him with the morphine, saves him. Who does it? Corporal Armstrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) None other. You know what I'm saying? Carl was a beautiful motherfucker. Oh, man.
0: And so we're, you know, fast forward a week or so. We're all back. And and morale in the platoon went skyrocketed right? <laughs> we're like you know what i mean like we can just be in combat without all the other crap and i just remember and this was a lesson in leadership So i remember watching the uh the guys come back and hey this is what's going on with gunny such and such and our platoon sergeant stops him it's like is he dead and they're like no and they're like is he coming back and they're like no he's like Good to go. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's all we yeah. wanted yeah. to know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And we went on with the yeah. mission, and you know, it was a good deployment. Um, so, yeah. I d- anyways, I say all that to say, I understand what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And not that, it just a caveat, because I know someone out there is probably, oh yeah. my God, he was going to shoot his captain. No, I got <laughs> the guy. I'm just saying, like at one point, it was so bad that people literally were like, man, would it be better if this did happen? So, yeah, like there if are if a lot people out time. there that are literally like typing a congressman or some <laughs> shit right now or the fucking department of defense yeah yeah, but, yeah. But i that would not have happened i just you know i will say that the thought no would it be better if this guy wasn't here yes it would you know right
0: well, it can so, cost people lives fortunately in our case it didn't cost uh corporal Armstrong's strongest life or any on any any of us you know what i'm saying yeah. so um and not even him god bless him yeah. Yeah, dude. So, uh, what would you say you learned about team dynamics from your time with those boys, man,
1: man? Uh, so with team dynamics and again, this was a big learning point, you know, obviously through your career, cause you asked where did I learned about it, but everyone's different and it takes all kinds to make up a team, right? Everybody's got their strengths. Everybody's got their weaknesses. So mm-hmm. you don't want one type of person all on a team, right? Like there's different personalities and you want everybody to be able to do the job to a standard, you know, in the task, the critical tasks of the metal, you know, mission essential tasks or whatever you would call it that you got to do. But outside of that, like different personalities are good because you have different strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I, I wasn't the most open to that. I'm like, why are we not all meatheads just Jack and steel and, you know, right. doing stuff and, you know, whatever. Some guys it's not their thing as much. They're more cardio guys or they do this or they're more into something else or they have different skill sets. And the fact is on especially my my, my first team, which was the only – I've only been on two teams, but that ODA I was on for seven and a half years, the Halo team, I realized that pretty fast on the first deployment that other guys were going to be able to do things way better than I was because they had a different personality type. And that's good. They have different interests. They can sit down and talk to some guy. Like we had a guy on the team – and at first, like I never, I did not like this guy. Yeah, I didn't even call him by his name. I gave him a different name. Didn't yeah. call him by his name. I was like, I'm not calling you your name. I, yeah, yeah, like, different whatever. name, cocker spaniel. Yeah. I'm and calling I, you cocker spaniel. Yeah, fight, Fred, me. Right? fight me, me. You don't like, like it. <laughs> Yeah, I called him Fred. His name's not Fred. But I learned. And I ended up really liking the guy a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bro, So much of the table that was just outside of my scope of what I thought
0: was
1: good or what's right, you know, or how you should be. I think that's the key: how you should be. Like, if you have like this is the job, you have to be like this. All right, man. Well, you're already behind the power curve. Yeah. Right. This guy could walk into a room. Anyone. It doesn't matter if you're foreign, if you speak English, you're a man, woman, no matter what. This guy could go to downtown. He's a like a kind of a nerdy looking dude, but he's you know he carries his weight, he's in shape guy, he can do everything and yes. that stuff guy. He just didn't look the part on the outside yeah. per se. Yeah. You know, kinda of reddish curly hair, like brownish red hair. Yeah. Kind of pale, smaller guy. He yes. can go to down I'm convinced this guy could go to downtown Compton. Like or like Detroit, or New York, or the worst gang-infested no. area. Yeah. And, you know, 20 minutes, or maybe a half an hour an hour later, this guy would be at family barbecues. They'd be like, come here, come here and meet Fred, right? Yo, check out his red hair, this guy. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love this guy. Yeah, And he's just got them saying, what you know, whatever. He could convince yeah. them. He could take the the most liberal person is a Democrat, uh-huh. just whatever. And they could be like, you know what? I mean, yeah, I thought this, but I met this Fred guy. And like, I, you know, guns aren't that bad. <laughs> and now I'm getting a gun tomorrow. <laughs> that guy. Like he just, there's something about him, man. And yeah. that is a skill set on a team. You better bet your sweet titties you have. Because yeah. the guys, like everybody loves each other, right? We're all yeah. brothers. Yeah, yeah but we fight like brothers too. You know what I mean? Like it's a fact. Yeah, we, we eat our own. Yeah, well. we will Great man. We're hypercritical. Like this guy yeah. could be the dude that's just like, he take any situation. Guys are getting worked up. Well, know it's gotta be like this. Hey, I can't believe they said this. And he just be like, man, you know, really, if you think about it, you know, is it that bad? Cause now we can do this. And he always find that kind of positive lining and kind of make yeah. humor out of it. And yeah. everybody would be like up here, just, you know, Ready to you know just boiling over, and by it. the time you know within ten minutes, everybody's like, yeah, you know, you're right, not so bad, right? Pass so, the You know, just, <laughs> guy, the barbecue. Like, yeah, yeah. he didn't fit my mold, you know, yeah. what I thought. And then after a while, it's like, oh shit, this guy's dangerous. Because yeah. I remember, like, I'd be talking to he him. He had that voodoo and trash, yeah. man. And I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I decided I don't like you. Yeah. we'd be talking for a few minutes. I'd be like, yeah, you know, anyway. I'd go, whoa, hold on, no, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 you're doing it to me, you know, like. But, hey, man, he's a, he's a great dude. He's a great Green Beret. Like,
2: yeah. he's good at
1: his job. He does all that stuff. You just don't have him mold, man. Like, I had to learn that. It takes all kinds <sighs> of personalities on a team. You need that to make a team work. So when people are – if you're only surrounding surround yourself with the same type of people, you know, if all your people are the same type of guys off of, you know, what you're envision, you know, SEAL team on CBS, right? Well, here's a fact, man. You need a little Big Bang Theory in there, too. You know, because like those guys got strength too. Surround yourself with different people. Like it's good. Teams need that. And that's, you still have to meet those requirements and be able to do the job, you know, to a standard of that like really high level and continue to push each other to get better. As yeah. long as it's all about the team and people are investing, what did what did I do for my team today? Then that's a good thing. Keep that going. Like you gotta have that stuff. Heck yeah. What would you say you learned about the enemy? Ooh, uh, they can do less with more, and they don't fucking complain about everything like we do. Guys continually, and this is everywhere. It's just our culture, right? Like, well, I don't have this, so I can't do that, or I need this to do that, or I need blah blah blah, or whatever. This dude is in there with an AK from you know the Cold War, you know when the Russians invaded, in flip flops in the middle of winter, crawling through the snow to shoot you in the face, and like because he doesn't care. And he
0: probably has religious conviction. He probably has belief and conviction.
1: Yeah, he does. It's just pure hate and anger, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> or some of them, it's just because they don't have anything better to do. So they're they here to try to kill yeah, yeah, they're like, what do I do? So like, I don't know. There's some terrorists over there that says like, shoot some Americans. They'll pay me for it. Sure, right? Show up I'm going back. to
0: wherever we go after this. Yeah. Give me some virgins. <laughs> they
1: don't need, you know, the, the newest gun to shoot better. They don't need this. They don't need that. They're just like, I'm going to do this. I don't need all that. I don't have excuses to not pull it off.
2: And yeah. that's one thing
1: I learned about, not, not all of them, but like those good fighters you see, like they didn't, no, it takes judgment, a lot. Man. Yeah. It takes a lot for a dude in flip-flops and an AK to go, Hey man, let's go kill some Americans. And I say this from a point of like, it's kind of hard to say, right? Cause mm-hmm. we've had a lot of Americans die. It's kind of a morbid thing, but yeah. for that guy to say, they have air support, they have lasers, they have million dollar equipment, they have more firepower than anybody else. They're so the best trained guys in the world. They're and they like, say, I don't like, give a fuck. <laughs> you know and I, got they're okay. and I am me I'm gonna go out there and take it to them mm-hmm. I'm not gonna have excuses and yeah. a lot of those dudes like that's they're continuing to fight because they just don't have excuses uh, I see it constantly and you do too whether yeah. it's students or whoever and I will say the majority of the people I get as a student they're showing up because they want to be there so I think yeah. we're really lucky and with students and people or people are showing up to training they're there because they want to be there that is way different than the military right like it is mandatory fun in the military here they're investing their time money effort and focus into going this class so we know they're going to be there thank you but seeing a guy that doesn't have any excuses and will get it accomplished that was a big deal and uh, um my so steve i talk about steve a lot so steve from i have two steves one steve is a guy that helps me ai my courses steve winniger is a former swat cop great dude, Uh, but I mentioned Steve, the other Steve already, he's from fifth group guy, he's on the head, he's the head instructor at Cephalic for a long time, special forces advanced Urban combat, they teach multiple courses, so Steve would tell a story, he would say, who's the baddest dude you know, so Byron, who's the baddest guy you know, baddest isn't like, dude, that guy makes me think for a second, like, I ain't gonna mess with that dude, like, I gotta bring my own game, like, like, I'm shooting this guy. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, I'm going to try yeah. to shoot this guy. So, like, so Steve would say, "Who's the, he would ask him, who's the baddest guy you know? Yeah. We all kind of think about it, and Steve would say, that for me, that's my dad. And Steve is like a redneck from uh, Arkansas, but he's like yeah. half Asian. So it's kind of funny. You see him, and then he's like, hey, man, you know, talks like this. I was going to dip it. And you're like, but you don't look like. You don't fit talk- my thing. You know, <laughs> He's like a half Asian, a little bit. You know, he has a, a darker skin guy, yeah, like Asian, Hispanic, or something. It's weird. His he's a race
0: shifter. I, one of my best yeah. friends is a half Asian, half white guy. Yeah. And the white guys think he's a white guy. The Mexican guys think he's Mexican. Exactly. Like,
1: yeah. So <laughs> he's. Filipinos he's, like him. Uh, <laughs> he's got Asian last name and everything. So mm, he's like, okay. He said, for me, that's my dad. Yeah. We're like, okay. He goes, man, my dad's the baddest dude i ever met. He's like five foot two. Asian guy, he goes, I would not fight my dad to this day. He will tear me up. And he said, why? You know, whatever. He goes, well, why? He goes, this doesn't have any excuses. He doesn't hold back. He's not going to say, well, this, or I need this, or whatever. It's just, if it's on, my dad's going to take it to me. He goes, well, so I listen to my damn dad. He goes, that guy's like 50-something, I'm 60 years old, and I'm still terrified of my dad. That's the end of it right yeah so to say what do you learn from the enemy like there's always that guy out there like who's the and when you take that to training or that motivation for what we should be doing ask yourself who's the baddest guy you know or the evil twin analogy right that yeah. was a pretty popular one so the evil twin like what would your evil twin be doing right now who would be making excuses he'd be working out he'd be shooting he'd be focused doing this drill he'd be doing everything he could to kill you and that baddest guy you know like are you training in your moment and everything to make sure? That what you're doing is to beat the baddest guy you know. Because yeah. chances are he's doing more work than you. And that's yeah. why he's a bigger badass than you are. And, yeah. like, I think that kind of ties, like, what did you learn about the enemy? It's kind of a tangent there. But what did you learn about the enemy? They don't have excuses. They'll do more with less, right? So when we take that and we understand that, now how do we apply that to our training? Think of that baddest guy you know. When you're out training, you've got, maybe you only have an hour on the range. Maybe you've got three, four, five, six, whatever. Maybe you only get to the range once a month or once mm-hmm. a week or a couple times a year. Make the most of it. Because every little bit counts, and you are where your feet are. So be there, focus, and get the work done. It's time to work.
0: It's time to work. So, man, you're inspirational, bro. I'm loving this trash, baby. Yeah, we gotta be careful. Be here forever. Yeah, (laughs) I'm on the zone. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm on that zone, son. Uh, (laughs) Nah, man, I love that team dynamics. There's strength in diversity. I love that, man. And it's dang stinking true. And then also, bro, with this enemy thing, you know the power of one man who's determined it supersedes a lot of the yeah. and a lot of the trash. Cause like Americans are straight up like astronauts compared to some of these folks we've been fighting for years for some reason. Right. Yeah. So like the, the, the power of a man who's determined, you know, it's a force to be reckoned with. And yeah. this whole like, with regards to the enemy, man, I love that. The evil twin analogy, beat the baddest dude, you know, what drove me in the Marine Corps was just like, I would do our whole work day, whatever. And then I'd go to the gym for three hours and I'd do all these different things because I'm like, yo, there's some dude out there right now that might kill me. And yeah. if I get, if the if I get in a fair fight, I'll be danged. I'd be danged if I end up losing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You don't go to Valhalla or wherever if you lose a fair fight. You know what I mean, like, yeah. like yeah. Granted, you get blown up. That's another thing. I get blown up. You know, it happened a bunch of times. Yeah. Whatever. But like, if it ends up if it ends, ends up being square and I lose, nah, man. Yep. So, so uh, it kind
1: of reminded me too. I'm gonna yeah. jump on this a little bit more if you don't mind. Heck yeah, Have nah, you ever read? Um, there's like a short, like it's not a novel. It's like a little essay, I guess you'd call it, by uh, oh. Stephen Pressfield. You know that Gates of Fire, the 300 book.
2: Yeah. So Stephen oh, yeah. Presswood
1: wrote that. Sure. He wrote another thing called The Warrior Ethos. Okay. you ever heard of it? It's like 80 I pages. I probably have, but okay. it's not coming to me right now. So he wrote this like 80-page little essay, right? He basically talks about the warrior ethos and what that means across different cultures and for us and okay. everything else. Um, what the big thing that stuck out to me and, and kind of the overlying, I guess, theme of it was shame-based versus guilt-based cultures. Okay. And he talks about one thing that makes the Marines or special forces, or even like Taliban, Pashtuns, right? Yeah. What they do and motivates them is the fact that they're shame-based versus uh-huh. guilt-based. Uh-huh. So both are good. So both have positives and negatives. Yeah, You get in team environments, especially really good team environments. This is right. one reason I love the Marines. They do this like to a T incredible, right? Hmm. So the actions of one, when they when one guy is there, he doesn't think, all right, well, I'm gonna make decisions or perform based on my own internal guilt. I'm gonna make decisions to perform based on the shame I could bring to my team, right? Sam right. So Church. it's all about what have you done for your team. Yeah. Every action is going to reflect on them. So you are doing your job or doing everything you do in order to impress those around you and not bring shame to that group. So that's the motivator, right? Right. So the same thing with, you know, Pashtun culture, you know, Arab culture. It's it's very shame-based the negative sides of that obviously is like you go into a meeting and like the shame base. So you say, Oh, how many men do you have? And they're like, I have a hundred, a hundred thousand. That motherfucker's got 12 cousins and three AKs. Yeah, right? and I have a hundred thousand of the best. Yes. Yeah. And he's looking around and he's like, yes. <laughs> I, and, and I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, Oh yeah. They're very strong. Right. Lots of babies. You're making them like, Oh yes, I have multiple boys. Sons. They're like so strong. And all the other dudes that are sitting around him are like, in their heads are like bullshit, what do they say, yes, he has the strongest, he has the biggest, whatever. And that gets all the hype. Well, that's the downside to the shame-based culture, yeah, right, is that yeah, the yeah. ego kind of can take over. Well, the like guilt-based culture.
0: Yeah,
2: this is good. America
1: tra- in like, you know, I don't want to say on the civilian side, but in general, America is a guilt-based culture, uh-huh. which is also a good thing because even when, if things are the status quo, like yeah. whatever, and someone thinks that's wrong, that their guilt affects that. They don't look outside to say what's right or wrong. They go with what they personally believe, their belief system, guilt. And they'll say, hey, I'll stand up for what's right and say, that's wrong. We shouldn't be doing this, right? So if America wasn't a guilt-based culture, we wouldn't have had so many good things that brought us to this point. You know what? Hmm. So say the civil rights movement, right? Completely, not completely, but a lot of it was because we are a culture that is guilt-based. Otherwise, people wouldn't have stood up and said, fuck you, we're not doing this. This isn't right. Or, you know, medical companies right like over whatever right they take anything at all or somebody seeing somebody on the street going hey you don't treat a woman like that you don't do this right yeah whereas in afghanistan you know we're watching a video on youtube like when was that posted oh a month ago they're like stoning a chick you know with her head <laughs> like, holding buried up to her pouring sand in her mouth and crushed yeah, her with like mice. we're watching it on youtube we're like what the fuck it's like yeah, oh like- well she was supposed to be married to this guy here but see that guy standing next to him. Well, that's who she wanted to marry. So she like started seeing him and then the father and the, all three of them were stoning this chick to death. Cause she was to holding her. hands. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. So like, and the, you know, the guy that she was like in love with actually and wanted to marry, he's like, Oh yep, Yep. What a whore. Right. Fuck her. Let's stone her to death. <laughs> you know, Cause shame based culture. I don't want to look bad in front of people. Yeah. Right. So a guilt-based culture would be like, "What the fuck are you doing? No, that's not right. We do not do things." So there's positives to both, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, look at shame-based culture. Just look at Berkeley, right? So I mean, guilt-based culture. Just look at Berkeley. There's the negative side of it, right there. People are like, "This is wrong and bad." So shut up, right? You know. So <laughs> there's there's two sides to each one, but I think yeah. one thing that makes teams really really good is when they have that kind of shame-based culture around yeah. it where everybody's living to bring honor to the team and yeah. do the right thing by them and they don't want to bring shame. They don't want to be looked upon by their peers as bad. So yeah. that's nice. the difference of a team and an individual, if that makes sense. So both are good, but both can be bad too. Positive
0: Yeah. There's two sides to every sword. And if someone breaks through your spot in the phalanx, kill yourself.
2: Yes. <laughs> Real yeah. talk.
0: By <laughs> sapuku, no, don't right? kill yourself. No, kill yourself.
1: <laughs> just got your little mini samurai sword just for cutting your own stomach open. For you, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I dig
0: it, man, and I love it too. Heck yeah. No, no, no. I no. might have just mean, said that. death
1: by Sudoku. Is it? Is it? It's Sabukku. or something I like that. Yeah. I used yeah. to get the two mixed up all the time. But like, Sudoku, they like crossword puzzle. No, man <laughs> it, uh, It's seppuku
0: sapu- man. Yeah it's the closest I'm getting to it today.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, what did you love least about SF stuff or your time in the field?
1: Man, that's a hard question, dude. Um, yeah. That's a really hard one. Mm. Um, not being able to do everything we were capable of. Ooh. So we go on a deployment, we see something going on. We're like, Hey, we're the guys on the ground. We're this we're that. And sometimes you had commanders that were like, Hey, you're the guys on the ground. You think this needs to be done. Go do it, but don't mess it up. Right. Do it the right way and, and prove that you can do it. And we'll let you're off for the run, you know, off to the races. Yeah. Other times, you know, we see something going on. I was like, Hey, we need to get out more. We're losing this. We're losing that. And there was that. And I don't, and SF is very different than, <laughs> yeah, you know, they put the chain back on it. Yeah. yeah you're like, you're like a pit bull. that's taken off and they just hook you up to the leash. They're like, Mm-mm, Nope. You can only go so far. Mm-hmm. It's like, Let us run, man. Like you trained us, you hired us, you did all this for a reason. Like we got to go do our jobs, but and it's not it's not always the fault of our commanders above us or even within our unit. There's yeah. certain political implications mm-hmm. where they said, "I don't want to lose one guy. We can't have it," or "I don't want anything going off. We're not. It's not worth going out. Just ride right. your time. Just sit there on the base." And you're like, I'd "Behave." What? <laughs> Why are you here? Right? Like we're just holding a spot, and those times were common, but. You know, looking back, at it, it wasn't as common as you thought at the time. Yeah, but, um, it, it did happen sometimes. You know, where you're like, why can't we do anything? It's it's lions led by lambs. You know that yeah. old saying. Oh, so yeah. it's you got all this stuff. You can do the job. You know that every every all, everything matters all the time. Like you always want to go out. Like if you're not there, you're not going to be able to save the world that day. Right. And it's not necessarily fifth group's fault. The commander's there. A lot of times it comes from way 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 higher up and it filters down they're giving guidance Go, whatever you do this will not happen because shit and it filters down it filters down it filters down and you get that effect yeah. and i would say that's the one thing i did not like yeah um, but that's everywhere that's everywhere yeah, in the military no matter what unit you're in that's every job you're in yeah and it's we had it way less you know looking back at of like we didn't have it that bad you know mm-hmm. but at the same time when those times did present themselves. It was very frustrating because, Hey man, we all want to save the world. Like we want to do everything, you know, just like we saw in the videos and all we're trying to do, we want to go out. We don't want to be told, no, we can't do something right now.
2: Heck yeah.
0: No, I completely understand that. What would you say? Hardest lessons learned.
1: Hardest lessons learned. Yeah. (sighs) Americans are different. Um, We're different. We care about things. And we, so a long time ago, I saw like some like show documentary about like people becoming U.S. citizens, right? Yeah. And there was this Middle Eastern guy, I think he was Iraqi, and he just became a U.S. citizen legally, went through the process, everything. And he was yeah. like, the guy's yeah. almost in tears right? he's talking about it. And yeah. he said, you know, in, in Iraq, nobody cares about people, like kids, not, like none of it, right? Um, yeah. You just don't give a shit about human life. Like it's not mm-hmm. some matter. And it's not that it's, you know, it's they're so inundated or, you know, whatever with death that it just has taken a back seat. They don't value it as much. It's a cultural thing, you know, like kids and property, you know, Good. the cow is more important than the child. Hmm. And this guy was saying, he was like, when I came to America, he goes, I saw a lady walking her dog and she, he, she had little socks or like little booties on her dog's feet. So the dog's feet didn't burn on the sidewalk because it's yeah. hot in the hmm. concrete. And he was like, they care this much about human life in America. He was like, it blew my mind. He's like, I can't, I couldn't comprehend it. He goes, I didn't understand. He goes, and that's for the most part, how it is here. You know, there's always outliers outside that spectrum. There's yeah. bad people out there, but they're the minority. Yeah. And going over there, seeing the hardest thing for me was the kids are innocent, man. Yeah. Like, kids grew up to be fucking terrorists, whatever. Like I get it, you know, <laughs> really called the FTA future terrorists of America is like what some right. people say. Um, but to me, like, they're just a kid. They don't know better. Like if I can take that moment just to make that kid's life a little better, show them like, Hey man, we care whatever, or a they good person. Yeah. And then you realize like they don't give a shit. And at a certain point in their lives, like we, we did a village clearing operations. I went into a house, clear a house and I opened a door, went through a room and there's yep. a cow in like the best bedroom in the house. A oh. fucking cow with like straw stuff, whatever, right? In the house. And I see kids, like this family has kids. I'm like, where do they sleep? The and, cows, right? and the guy's just like, points that back by like the shit, you know, the, the turd fucking canal that goes back, like the, the water, like out in some dirt. Yeah. And I got so infuriated, you know, like I get it, his cow is their livelihood that he'd take care of it. But like, there's another way to do this. Like, these yeah. are your children. And they do not they just don't care. Yeah. So seeing yeah. that and then seeing people then this is my, you know, moment of vulnerability here, right? But um yeah. seeing people, you know, a terrorist, you know, he they hired um in Afghanistan, they hired or paid not hired, but they just paid some crazy guy, like mentally handicapped guy, to uh-huh. walk around and stab children and they stabbed these kids, you knowing that we would like respond, you know, and people. And then some IEDs went off, you know, and this happened, and you know they brought these kids to us. This knife had missed this kid's spine by like, I mean, a millimeter. Like, if it was our medic Scott, who is eighteen, deltas are the best knights in the world, hands down. For who you are, you're the best fucking knights in the world. Yeah. And Scott looked at this and was like, you know, "If that knife had been any farther over." this kid would be paralyzed forever. Like he goes, I don't know, like right now, like I can't, you know, I don't speak Afghani, we're trying to this kid's kid. I don't know what the depth is, but I know for a fact, if it would have gone like just any more to the, I think it was to the left, this kid would be never walk again. He goes, I don't know what's going to happen, but seeing that knife wound in a kid and the kid partially blown up, you know, because the instructions specifically were attack children because the Americans care about kids. Like, yeah. that, that bothered me. Like that yeah. and seeing kids hurt and everything else, there's some other stuff too that's way more graphic and in detail yeah. with, you know, sexual abuse of kids and stuff like that, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was hard. So that was really disappointing. And, uh, you can, you can bet we take that and then we bottle it up, right. And shove it yeah. down inside. And then then the right first shots that go off, you're like, let's open that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yep. there you go Right. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Here's for that kid. You yeah. of that. Anyway. So that's kind of, uh, that was that was probably the hardest thing. Or I guess that was a question. Like, the hardest thing yeah. to understand. We understood it very quickly. Yeah. You know, we are very much protectors, you know, in just American culture generally protect it. Even if you're wrong yeah. and you are you know, what people would call snowflake, right? Or, or whatever, when you're attacking people, you know, yeah. liberal type people, they still view it as they're protecting people and they're trying to mm. do the right thing, even yeah. if it's against what we want or what we believe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not the same there, man. And that's that's very hard. Uh, cultural difference to uh to wrap your head around I mean maybe it happens yeah. quickly you learn really quick but it's yeah yeah. You know that am not going a lot man that was a hard thing to see and, and to and get deal with. over. but you just you know you understand it get past this different. we're very grateful for the country we live in
0: yeah I agree 100 dude I remember clearing houses and finding kids tied to strings in the backyard left to starve to death because they were like not quite right at like they figured it out after the kids like one and a half they're like yeah he's like uh he's a switch you know like yeah it's okay mister yeah. i'm like so now i've got a kid outside that's like uh mentally handicapped because he's so malnourished for so long literally flies are eating him alive in the backyard and it's okay it's okay mister it's okay i don't know about this M- muskala muy mushkala right now <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like like lazien right now bro you know uh and you look in these people's eyes and like they genuinely are like what what's weird was some chai tea. what's up yep. you, and you're like hmm this is
1: interesting yeah and i'm gonna kind of jump on that so whenever i hear people out there and you know everybody's got an opinion and you can believe what you want to believe and i hear people yeah, say things yeah. like you know the wars are bad and they wreck and you know blah 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 or that bullshit the dixie chicks you know oh, amazing music right and that chick had to open her mouth and she says <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like one of the best female bands of all time, the best country acts of all time just shut down because she goes to London and says, you know, we're ashamed that, you know, we invaded Iraq and that President Bush is even from Texas. First of all, don't go talk shit in another country and come back and think it's going to be okay. Second of all, but when people have that mentality, like the wars are bad, this and that, like I don't care if you agree for the reasons we went over there or what drove us to do this or what that, like, that's all debatable, right? In hindsight, you know, we have more information now. At the end of the day, though, when I hear people say there's no reason this and that, and then no good's come, you're just doing this and that, we got soldiers who are the most, that are potentially soldiers, Marines, Airmen, Navy guys, whatever, on the ground up there, and the most humanity, some of those people have ever seen, a child has ever seen, a person, a man, a woman, any of them, have ever seen the kindest they've ever been treated is when an American soldier got to interact with them. So when that stuff like you're you're just talking about we happens, killers. yeah, when that stuff just happens, remember that we're the only ones over there, not the only ones, but majority of the time, we could have been the only people that brought any joy for a split second. In this person's life and treated them like a real person and showed them they were valuable and whatever. And, people, yeah, and soldiers and military people, there's bad apples in the bunch that done some fucked up shit, but we're not bad people. We're all human, yeah. and we care about people. That's why we do what we do. That's why we do what so we do. When I hear people say that shit, I'm like, "All right, man. Hey, do me a favor for a minute. Shut the f up. All right. <laughs> don't be- ever. Yeah, yeah. If <laughs> go away. You know, we hadn't gone into that house. That kid. Maybe he's changed up to this day, but maybe we made that family understand you don't do this to people. We would got them the treatment they needed. We wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That person is alive because of us, and we treated them. bad. Yeah. You know and. Anyway, I get a little frustrated when right so I hear people say Heck yeah. Like but I used to love the Dixie Chicks. God, the music was no, so good, no. and they just had to talk. That don't and then, really and talk. that, you, that same thing that. with a few
0: actors, man. I'm like, yo. Oh, you I know. Were, you were, I, lo- I mean, we had a, I, I loved you. And now, yeah. like, now when I hear about actors trying to share their opinions about, you know, yeah. I just don't want to know. This I is don't not your platform. Know.
1: An uneducated person who lives in a bubble shouldn't be telling people how to think. How to do anything. In this yeah, you you never know, most of them haven't thought a day in their life. Unless your name is Clint Eastwood, shut up. Yeah, right, like, like, hey.
0: ah, like, this is not what I'm paying you to yeah. do right oh, now. Oh, I know.
1: There's <laughs> yeah. only a handful. It's like Clint Eastwood, I think it's Morgan Freeman says some awesome shit. Yeah. Uh, who's that one Danzel
0: guy? Washington. Yes, that's I got James.
1: Okay, man. That's some pretty good stuff. Like, yeah, I think that's who it is. I see that stuff like, man, there's hope. You know, like, can you guys talk more and let other people... Because they have life experience. They get it. They're yeah. not just an actor living in Hollywood. They have actual life experience. They've seen things. that have gone around. They They're still connect. connected.
0: Yeah. I dig it, man. Okay, so the rest of these questions are kind of off your website here. Uh, we're going to get into the tactics stuff now. Yeah. Unique experiences that bring different perspectives to training.
1: Unique experiences... Bring, oh what i was talking about yeah where's that on the website
0: what i was talking about that is on the home is that the home page or is that your about
1: okay yeah yeah um, so
0: you're just basically talking about like how you came about some of the stuff that you train and right. uh all that fun jazz can you so, break yeah. it down
1: Absolutely. So unique experiences bring a different perspective, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think everybody's got a perspective when it comes to shooting. Everybody is doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to go from where we're at to our version of success, right? And be better. Whether that's a time standard or whether it's ability standard or whatever it may be. Yeah. What we have in mind is for what we say, this is success and this is where I want to be our expert status. Uh to me, like I've got a lot of different perspectives that I've done. Um, I've done the low-biz thing, concealed carry thing. Um, I've worked on a team with, you know, the pilot team, the ODA, doing certain kind of, you know, rural, say Afghanistan, you know, longer engagements, yeah. Salter thing and everything else. So for me, I didn't spend one time just focused on one aspect. And then you add in, you know, I like to do competition shooting. Doesn't mean I'm great at it, but hey, yeah. I like to get out and do it because it's a good judge. Petition shooting because i'll go out there and be like i don't know man let's just wing it i'm just gonna try something new this time and see what happens so i'm willing to throw a stage like i don't care
2: yeah yeah i'm, no, I'm with you change, on that you know,
1: bro yeah i'm starting to change that and focus down a little bit it's, it's a old man
0: because i'd be like it still is. ducking behind cover and dudes you're
1: like what are you doing and i'm like just yeah. shut up yeah like i shoot competition for me so i'll be like uh how fast do i think i can run this classifier like I'm gonna pull that off. I'm gonna go just pow and see what happens, right? I'm yep. Like, oh, I didn't do it. At least I know where I stand, right? And then what do I yep. get? I get like a one hit factor. I'm like, oh, great. You know, yep. so that looks bad on the scoring. I'm changing that talking to Scott Jadlinski from same Samurai. He was like, Bro, yeah. you gotta start you competing. need to do good. Yeah. You need to start actually focused on doing well at this. I'm like, okay, all
0: right. I'm um, with you, dude. Yeah. They're like, you need to compete. Play the game. I'm like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Ah. Yeah. yeah. It it definitely makes you better. And it does. So with all that from competition to this to, you know, all of that is I roll all that into one and say, Hey, here's where I failed. Here's the yeah. problems I have. And here's what I had to do to get better. What it was I saw what somebody else did or what I had to figure out on my own. Yeah. And if you come to a class and people have come to a class, I hear this a lot is I've never heard it explained that way. And I've uh-huh. never heard somebody go in depth that much on something. I'm like, yeah. And like really give me those focus points. Cause it's the, what the, how, and then the, why. You know, then we do that methodical demo and talk through it. Right. Explain a little bit aspect. Like people like nobody's ever broken down gripping a pistol like that. I'm like, yeah, well it's different. Right. They're like, yeah, but it, damn, it worked and it clicked. I'm like, good. I've never heard anybody explain it that way either. It's just what I realized I was doing because instead of having these problems, so how do I get rid of that and achieve this? Well, if I think about it like this, that I'm going to hook and drive. I'm going to hook with my middle finger, my ring finger here, around the grip, and I'm going to drive that thumb up. So now I'm not gripping the pistol; I'm leveraging the pistol, getting at that angle, driving up, and getting that up high on that energy producing axis of bore axis. Getting you know, take all that slack out of the beaver tail. Now I can pull that trigger right where my hands are relaxed. I'm not going to have that sympathetic response by gripping as I pull the trigger. I can still do it quick and accurately. So stuff like that versus you know, just grip the gun, you know, seven, 70, 30, hold on to it, grip here, bam, bam, bam. Well, guess what? A Glock's different. A Glock is not a 1911 or a Beretta M9. And this is yeah. not precision NRA bullseye shooting. Like we are not doing that, right? Like yeah. get a rifle. It's not a fucking sniper rifle or a hunt rifle. You don't break the glass or let the shot surprise you. You deliberate and pour it the right way. So yeah. whether it's people say these things, it's different. So, okay, well, I think when I say that, I've got different perspectives. Yeah. I do things differently. Yeah. or it seems that way, we're still getting the same fundamentals out of that everybody else is teaching. I'm just trying to get you there in a way you'll understand it in the way I have found that works for me. And then explain different ways. So it might not be the only way I explain it. Or you can try this. Or you can do this. Here's your three focus points, right? Like hook, drive, lock, right? Equals spreading the gun. With the other hand, okay. the spread. That becomes into just locking the gun down. This hand is our. Your non-firing hand is actually your dominant hand in shooting. So we don't want to focus here. We want to focus on the dominant hand. It's doing the grip, strength, and drive. So we lock the gun down or spread. Then we put that palm on and we torque forward, and now we press that trigger. So now we give people these different focus points to work through because something Seth taught me and said a lot was repeatable processes produce predictable results. So yeah. if you have a process that you can repeat over and over, you can have predictable results that you can Uh, what's that word, Uh, replicate over and over, right? There's a bunch of R words and P words in there. So pardon me, but that whole spread, torque, press, over time, instead of being three different focus points, right? Instead of hook, drive, lock, or hook, drive, spread, that should just be spread. So those three focus points become one. And now we chunk those three things and we make them one thing so it becomes closer to an automated effort. Then we do that, so instead of spread, press the trigger, it should just be press, right? You shouldn't have to think about all those yeah. things. So we're taking three focus points, chunk them down into one, add something else on, take these three new ones, chunk them down into one and just execute. So kind of how I approach things is a little bit different. Got a lot of influence <laughs> from Seth. I'm not, I don't have a doctorate. These guys can explain it way better than I. And he's definitely a wealth of information and, and people like him, like uh, Katie Thompson from Precision as Performance. She helps me teach in Spokane, Washington. She'll yeah. come out with like little sensors hook them up to your ears and have a pad running behind you and be like, toot, 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 toot. all right, how did you shoot? Well, the reason you missed is if you look here on this pad, you didn't breathe here. And then your heart rate went up and this dropped off here. And then you notice this and shooters are like, oh, yeah, what yeah, the man. hell, man? And I'm like, don't call her man. She's a woman. You know, ma'am, <laughs> like, all this stuff. Like, it's just, it's different. Right. And I don't, I don't want to, when I have AIs that come out and help me, I want someone different than me. I don't want someone yeah. just like me saying the same shit. That's why I like my other buddy, Steve, Steve mm-hmm. Winninger. You know, uh, he's a former SWAT cop from Bloomington, Indiana. His experiences are way different. You know, yeah. he's built different than me. He does things a little bit different, but he puts out the same general information, but he could take some of that I'm not yeah, clicking right. with and yeah. he could take this person and go, Hey man, here's how I think about it. Then boom, I'm glad you'll have a different, if you show up to a course, most of the time I have two instructors. Yeah. Almost always. There's a few courses that I just don't have in those areas like Arizona, um, and a few others, but outside of that, you're going to get two guys. Sometimes you get three. So mm-hmm. some of them BSF guys that I knew sometimes will be, you know, Seth has helped me teach a course, Katie's yeah. helped me teach a course. You got mental performance people, you got SWAT guys, you got police. Like if I can find an awesome competition shooter that is just a nerd for mechanics and like technique yeah. and all this stuff and can relay it, you bet your ass. I'll get that civilian. You can shoot competition. I'll get him to help okay. AI. So if I can find that person, yeah. But it takes a special person, I think not a special person, but a different person to really get into the weeds of how to do things and then Mm. translate that to people, right? There's a difference in a structure and a coach. So when I say that, long answer, sorry. get it. A lot of different perspectives that I've had, you know, trying to roll those all into one with different environments, whether it's not just, I'm not going to try and relate this to you as an assault. I'll use that as an example. And we'll talk about that, but majority of people that show up aren't an SF guy, they're a special operations person. So how do we relate that to them and make it work for them and what their need is? Fit the now, right?
0: So, Yeah. Fit the mission, fit their, their yeah. personal goal. Mission drives
1: training, right? Heck what's yeah. their application? That's their application? Hell yeah. Let's center all around that.
0: That's what's up, dude. The um, things you do on the range that translate into real-world application – um so yeah you were talking about things that just kind of the reason you've configured things the way that you have and so i saw that phrase things that translate into real world application are there any things that stick out in your mind
1: uh the big one's oh. going to be stress and vision okay, ah, okay. Um, first off vision is one of those things and I, I don't know so when you were shooting and learning to shoot you know when people said you focus on the target and then you focus to your front sight. And then, so you have a clear front sight and a blurry target and then you shoot and then you focus back to the target. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Whatsoever? In, a
0: life, in it, that life situation?
1: Yeah. Or just at all. Like, <laughs> no, well, here's the thing. It made sense to that guy and that's what he was doing when he yeah. told people that, but it didn't No one ever explained to me how to do that. Right. No one ever said, okay, what's that supposed to be like? Like, I don't get it. So the first couple years of me shooting, I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to be looking at. Because I'm working on this focus and here, then look here, then look there. And my eyes are all cross-eyed. And then you get to other people, and they're like, nah, man, I don't do that. I just focus on what I need to do. So we shift that focal plane back. But nobody's ever explained to me what focus on this or see this or how to shift your focal plane or all these, you know, hard side versus front side, what that means and when to do it. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure that out and then they're going cross-eyed, right? And then I found out, oh, guess what? My eyes are messed up and now I have a prescription eight years later, you know, (laughs) that I figured out when I shoot with both eyes open, what I think the sight is in the middle, it's not. It's actually up and to the left. If I close my left eye, it's up and to the left. If I open both eyes, it looks in the middle. Well, I had a vision problem. And I had to go get that fixed. And now I've got glasses and they had the whole tape thing, you know, for like TBI shit. Oh, like yeah. yeah. little midline shift. So like my mm-hmm. zero, instead of being here in the middle, it's hot. Okay. High, it's off over here. So that was causing problems in shooting. So I'll actually have shooters I'll be like, hey, man, everybody, look at your sights. Close your non-dominant eye whatever, right? So yeah. you're like, okay, cool. Your sights in the middle? Yeah. Now open up both eyes. You're not going to focus back to your sights, but you can see through your sights and tell where it's still at. Is it still in the middle? Most people are like, yeah, it looks like it's in the middle. Then you'll have one be like, mine is way off. I'm like, yeah. okay, you, I'm not an optometrist. Or optima- What's it called? Optometrist. Optometrist. You hit it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That thing. But you should probably go get glasses. You should go talk to him. Just right? go
0: talk to them Check it, it
1: out. It's off with two eyes, right? So yeah. close it again, get it to the middle. It's not. It's in the middle. It's way off. Like over and over. So you can figure things out, man. Like that's one of the things. I don't remember what the damn question was, but the other yeah. one I was going to say was stress. Yeah. So the big, one thing I've focused on, especially a little bit in the level one course, and I don't, I don't know if this is true, but I've had people tell me like my level one course is not like most other level ones. It's mostly, okay. it's like, it's more like a level two. And then my level two is like a two or a three, whatever. Right. Yeah. But try to incorporate stress into it. Um, Good. You got different types of stress. You got physical, you got cognitive, you got social and emotional. Right. Okay. Maybe those aren't exact and I've heard different terms, whatever. I'm just going off what I call it. Physical stress—that's what we think of when we go stress you. Caring people do burpees. Shoot, get your heart rate up.
0: Heart rate up, yeah. We'll
1: talk a little bit about that, but that's the easiest one. And then it's social, right? How do you react when everybody's watching you? The social pressure—that stress. We talk about that. We incorporate that. Then we do Mm -hmm. uh, cognitive stress, which is more prevalent on the second day, which is cognitive stress, uh, problem solving. So if you've got this much bandwidth here, right? If I'm using up three quarters of my bandwidth to think about putting the sights right where I want, seeing the sights and pulling the trigger, because yeah. it's not an automated effort or what people call unconscious competence unconscious. or subconscious yeah. thought or yeah. muscle memory or whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's in system two. So we have to put conscious effort into it. If it's yeah. in system one, like we just do it. We can do it without thinking about it, like driving a car, like I don't know what. Like, Got Pulling the trigger, right? This one, should be what yeah. it is. We think of whatever, writing. We don't have to think about every little thing. We just do it and we act. So yeah, more things we can put in system one, more bandwidth we got open. So we're going right. to chew up well. as much of that bandwidth as possible with cognitive mm-hmm. stress, through street tests, math problems, mm-hmm. where like or color numbers and this other crap or memory to where, and there's different levels of that. that gets harder and harder. But we're yeah. going to keep that up, so we're going to see where your skills fall off. And when they do fall off, I go, hey, man, how many people missed the targets on this little cognitive stress shoot? Everybody raises their hand. Like, one guy didn't miss a target. It's like, all right, how many of you guys hit the target pretty much every time you want it when you're just nice and easy practicing earlier? Yeah. They're like, yeah, pretty much. I missed way more. I'm like, good. That means this and this or this or your breathing or whatever has been automated. So it's showing you you need to keep working on those. Like yeah. with that stuff. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the two things right there that we really harp on a lot, but yeah. the progression of things going through that course, like it builds
0: and then it builds and it builds. And, it, and that definitely has a real world application because if you're, I mean, if we're training for any type of like self-defense type situation or anything like that, there's just going to be other tasks involved. Like oh, there yeah. just are going to be other tasks and other considerations that are freaking windows open in your little bandwidth scenario that just need to be yeah, solved. And, and,
1: yeah. Problems. <laughs> solved. You got to be able to process information and solve problems. Yeah. That yeah. is, that's it. Like, that's is, the game. Like competition shooting, like for the most part, or not even competition, just shooting by itself or whatever you want to yeah. call it, you know, planking. Like you want to process information. You just put the gun on target and shoot quick and accurate.
0: Yeah. You get get your fundamentals in.
1: The tactical side of the gunfighter side. Well, what is that? Okay. Well, it's the same shit, but then we're adding stuff in front of them behind. We've got to process information. We've got to make decisions. I got to make the right decisions at the right time with no room for error. So that changes some of the things in the middle, but yeah, it's still Heck the guess. same stuff, but it changes kind of how fast we can do it or how we go about it or how good we are at it
0: and so, how efficient. Yeah. yeah and exactly. that, yeah, the, the problem solving aspect I think is really when you start cooking with tartar sauce, that's when you start really yeah. separating shooters and thinkers and yeah. that's when guys are, those are the more high level skills, yeah. man. You know, that's, that's, just that's get guys up. to
1: open their eyes and go, Oh crap. That's what mm-hmm. we And like my level two course is a, it's primarily a movement course. Like you get a hey, quick little warm up, it's on you. We're not here to teach you how to shoot, but after that, mm-hmm. it's barricades, barricades, and then we're moving and shooting the rest of the day. So that's awesome. The first day is to set us up for movement. Yeah. Everything you do static should yeah. translate directly into movement and should prepare you for that. So yeah. when you move, all we got to think about is move. That's it. This should happen the correct way.
2: Yeah, because
0: yeah. movement is life. Like I'm yeah. so glad to see everyone breaking away from this whole kind of like standing in front of a target party. Everybody was having because yeah. uh, anything I've been in that's been remotely combat related, it's been an extremely athletic,
1: dynamic event. I yeah, mean, you're getting <laughs> into and out of position quickly, right? Yeah, you're getting your eyes on target, and how fast can you get the gun on target to break the shot? And right. then if you've got to clear stuff, and how fast can you get back on target? Yeah. all these things I mean, read and process am I staying here am I moving should I gotta make decisions like it's they're managing
0: yeah no that's what's yeah. up uh examples of things that look cool versus things that perform when you need them to oh
1: <laughs> okay. this is it I feel like you (laughs) have something on your mind. Like you specifically (laughs) specifically (laughs) asked the question. You're like, you're sitting there like with your your little fingers, you know? I can't wait to hear (laughs) what he says. I'll tell you what. Why don't you tell me what you think? People have been hearing from me for an hour. You tell me what you think. Let me think about this specifically
0: oh, dude the stinking uh search and assess party the range kata's man oh, the on range kata's and i i get it like still you know the civilians we call them silly villains sometimes but like they just want well eh, there's a there's a degree of vanity that's out there everybody wants to look cool be cool i don't fault anyone for that but what i do want to make sure is that dudes and chicks or whoever I'm calling everybody a dudes, just don't be sensitive. Like on the range, you need to be doing things that are not gonna like jam you up in real life. You know what I mean? So like the kata, you're like if you're just searching and assessing and it's becoming mechanic and you're not actually like um really taking in what's it what's going on, like all right, boom. I just neutralize this threat like and and making sure you're like expanding your consciousness and your awareness and like legitimately paying attention to what's behind you maybe moving to a more secure location and all these different things you're not trying to find work you know i think you might be training yourself into something that might not be profitable or productive for you uh that's like the first kind of thingy one that was popping around in my head. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And there's a lot of them, you know, when you're dealing with and, and, and I mean, the reality of dealing with just a paper target, you know what I mean? Like that thing's not moving, that thing's not doing a lot of things. So I don't know, keeping those considerations in mind when you're on the range, you know, range theatrics is really what I was like Yeah. poking around at, which I don't, if you do things right, like, I don't know. I don't know. That's why we're having the conversation. Go ahead. I
1: agree. I think there's a. I think there's a fine line between executing what you need to do to make sure you're doing the right thing, right? So, hey, gun yeah. here, boom, boom, boom. You take a shot. You may break it out a little bit. Our eyes lead gun. You're looking left. You're looking right. Yeah. Check around you. Like I'm not going to say that's wrong. You know, like looking around you. Right. It's a metric three hundred and sixty environment. It's all that yeah. stuff. You're in Walmart. Like hey, you never know, right? right. So you want to look around you. And I think so. Here's just a little thing. When mm. people knock, other people are like, "What are you looking behind you? That's stupid." Okay. Like one, it's not for, no, yeah, threat yeah. could be anywhere, right? It's not just a room clearing situation. we got a wall behind you or three other dudes or so two of there. Where's your help
0: coming from?
1: What's but when coming you're, down? Yeah. But when you're, when you're scanning, especially as a, you know, I just said in terms of civilian, that's a concealed carrier. Yeah. You're not just looking for other threats. You're a guy with a gun in that public. just shot somebody in public. You probably want to look around to make sure you're not I'm about viewed to as a threat and looking for cops coming up. It's communication, it's this. Can I effectively holster my gun? I see what's going on. Is there some guy rushing towards me with a gun and I need to find cover and go, hey man, hey, hey. Yeah, that another guy, civilian yeah, shooter? it was another concealed carrier, so he's not gonna shoot you, because all he saw was you pull out a gun and shoot somebody.
0: And you have was, tattoos, right. or you're black, or yeah. you're whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, white people. Everybody hates <laughs> white people nowadays, right? Like, yeah, hey, yeah, we'll, yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah. we'll <laughs> shoot white people quicker than shit and be a hero. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, see, I
1: watch CNN. Right, 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 right. with all that like <laughs> i'm not gonna knock you on i doing certain things it's mm-hmm. but, whatever your scan is like if you're checking between your legs meh, you know what i mean yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you're like if you're actually seeing and doing the right thing great too. But like you said don't just go through the motions actually yeah. um that's
0: that was my that was my I, thing mm-hmm. i want consciousness conscious thought and in my mind i'm playing through a scenario when i do something like that I'm not yeah. just doing something like that.
1: And it can be simple. Just look to your left. If you're on the flat range, look to your left and see other targets. Oh, man, yeah. there's a barrel over there you didn't notice before. But just try and notice something. So look at the up. shots on other people's targets real quick. Just quick check. Yep. Come back over this way. Yep what who's doing what look at other people's body language as you're scanning if you're on the line a flat line here and you shoot boom 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 and you go through your quick scan just look down the line if you can see somebody you kind of check out body language and, and notice that well guess what it's going to look like you're shooting a target just like you did and doing the same thing but at least you're kind of picking that up and, and getting in that habit of of noticing things so the things that would you i guess this is like the pet peeve portion right like what you see that annoys you kind of or you whatever so to me it's when i see shooters and it doesn't annoy me. Like, I get it. I see shooters that, you know, is this, are you guys gonna, you gonna play the video? Can people see me? As yes, um? they can Okay. Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, cool. If they watch the video. Yeah, so, yeah. I didn't know if I was gonna be doing the hand motions for nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, watch if I'm movie. here, you know, you see people draw and they draw and they like, here, mm-hmm. and they shoot, and they go, and everything's like super like, yeah. snap, quack, click, pop. Snap, and it's like super, I don't even know how to put it. Uh, part of me yeah. says, hey man, it's, I get it because it's you know it's a beautiful process in a certain way they do the same thing every time they do this and being deliberate is good. But part of me when I see that is sometimes not everybody. Sometimes it's just the way they do it. No big deal, man. I'm not going to knock you for the way you look.
2: Hey, hey, maybe you shoot
1: better than I do. Who who knows? Whatever, man. I can't knock you for that as long as you shoot good. You're doing the right thing. When I see people doing that, they're too concerned with that. Kind of like you said, there's a you know they're more concerned about the way they look. It's a fine line between. Ego and doing the right thing, right? Practicing good that habits. Comes, yeah. So when I see people doing that, my first thought is, I "Man, are you doing that because you want to impress people around you? Or are you doing that because you want to make sure you're doing things the right way?"
0: That's exactly
1: that's that little bit of a lie, right? So to me, when I see, take the best shooters in the world. So I would consider the late Ron Avery. Uh, J.J. Ricasa, Ben Steger, I think Tim Heron's amazing, Bob Vogel, uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Lamb, I think he's one of the greatest shooters in the world, like he's just mm-hmm. that guy, right? Like, those guys, but yeah. just, they don't do that. Why? Because they're so comfortable with everything, they're putting their focus elsewhere on what needs to be done. They know that they're going to put that mag in the same. it's not extra effort required, they're going to waste time, put Extra effort, you know, hitting that and then slamming it here and racking viciously and then punching out as hard as they can and overstretching the shoulders and hunching up and this and that. Because they're like, I know I, that I shoot just as good, better not doing that. So that's not worth my time. I'm going to put focus into seeing, engaging, processing, putting bullets on targets, transitioning fast, and making sure I'm doing everything mentally right. Yep. So when I see people doing that, part of me says, all right, which one is it, you know, fine line kind of deal, ego or yeah. trying to do the right thing. But I think at a certain point, shooters don't do that because they realize it's extra effort that I'm just wasting my time with. Because yeah. the more you do that stuff, the longer it's going to take anyway. Right. So why wouldn't you just relax a little bit and get the gun on target quicker, you know? Yeah. So.
0: Absolutely. 100%. That's kind of what I was trying to trying to trying to get at. It's like, why are you doing what you're doing and how is it benefiting you really?
1: really yeah, if it's not beneficial, cut it out. Like yeah. it's just extra effort. You don't need to do so. Heck yeah. then you. And again, I'm not knocking anybody. If you think you do that, man, just ask yourself that question. Well, why am I doing it? Like, do I need to do it? Do I really need to do it. If it's got a purpose, great. Keep it, man. Your keep purpose it. can be different than, than ours or mine or yours or whatever. Just and that's a purpose it for it. It's a legitimate purpose. By all means, have attitude. it, dude? There's not one way to shoot. There's multiple no. ways to shoot and do it well. So absolutely. But if it ain't worth it
0: getting rid of that shit bro right. and, the thing <laughs> yeah. is, and and a lot of the guys the guys that you named they're doing what they're doing they're relaxed and if they have to go to 110 miles an hour with it like and leave most of us in our in their dust they can okay. <laughs> you know what i
2: mean oh yeah and
0: that's kind of the, the mark of you know guys that you're yeah. good man is they all right cool like yeah i'm here i know what i'm doing i got that confidence but if we got to flip it into like eighth gear they're there
1: right there <laughs> and we're still in sixth gear trying to turn yeah. it up that guy's 80 percent is our, 120%, yeah, right? exactly. our 120 percent. yeah
0: exactly absolutely so uh absolutely. core tenets man let's let's kick into those oh yeah core tenets of training um provide as much one-on-one feedback as possible
1: that's yeah. awesome so in the class like we talked about um it's not that questionnaire we want people to put in what they can and then so i can group them and put as much information that that person in the left and right it will apply yeah usually i I don't know if if you've ever been to classes you know before you've seen classes i've only Mm -hmm. been to a couple courses like in the military that like you know other people instructors have put on right i was in the military at the time like i didn't it wasn't those guys wow. that went to a lot of different instructors courses and then yeah, started no, training not until
0: I got out and I'm starting you know, to really get into it. I think I've been
1: to two while I was in the military and that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But one thing I noticed was people shoot or they explain the drill and then they go and they sit back in the back, you know, and show off their guns. Or they hang out. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you can only put out so much information at the beginning and I'm guilty that sometimes I put out a little bit too much to the point where it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta be better about that. There's okay. so much stuff. Now it's application time. So if I have another AI, I start on one side of the line. He starts on the other. We walk by. We go, "Hey, everything good?" We see something like, "Hey, focus point!" Bam, bam, bam. Do this. Work through this with you real quick. Great. Boom. Move on to the next person. So okay. at some point, everybody is getting one-on-one instruction. At least every three drills, at the most. Awesome. Okay? Like it's that's the fact. This is expensive. It is expensive as shit to go to a course. Two seventy-five or three hundred bucks to go. That's just the registration. For mm-hmm. two days, that's $550. You're looking at like $500 or more in ammo. You're looking at fees, you know, travel and this crap. You're spending over, you're probably spending $1,500 just mm-hmm. to go to the course. You know what yeah. I mean? For two days. Yeah. Probably about 1000 for one day. Like, it's yeah. it's not cheap. So, I'm going to make yeah, the most of the time on and on try and give these guys as much one-on-one feedback as possible. So Heck yeah. Can't get to everybody all the time. But, yeah. hey, as much as we can, we'll make sure we're going on the line correcting stuff that's what's
0: up and that's valuable man like that's it's that's what guys actually for the reviews i've done i did one with uh for Gorilla approach and uh first Sierra group out here and i just got back from one of mike's classes knockout lights and one of the most common questions i'm getting is you know what's the class size and how much like actual instruction did you get so it's good that you're touching on that uh because something that people are concerned with for sure uh be invested in your students
1: yeah, people right. are invested We're in straight us, straight right? Yeah, yeah right. Are yeah. invested in us. The best thing we can do is pay that forward. Someone invested in us to get us to where we are today. Yeah, and, uh, indifferent. So by God, you should do the same for others because they're one, they're paying you for it, but two, you owe it to them. They said they're trusting you to make them better. They said, "Hey man, yeah. I trust that you're going to make me better." They go, "Oh fuck!" All right. <laughs> that's a lot of responsibility and I can't. I can't it's not i'm not gonna be able to do all of it there's yeah. other people out there that could do, probably do it better or get different yeah. points of view, but it's a lot of responsibility man I,
0: I no think i dig fun that fun. man the um i i read a t- i read a letter someone sent me that i was working with and he's and at the end instead of saying respectfully or you know whatever he said thank you for your trust such and such and i was like
1: Oh, that's so good.
0: It's so good. I'm using it. I'm so using it now. Oh, man, I
1: wish I would have thought of that. Right? Like,
0: we're in a professional relationship. I'm trusting you. You're trusting me. That's 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 real. Thank you for your trust. It's real. I'm so using it. It's so good. And like, kind of wakes you up to what's really going on in the dynamic. I love it. Um, Know why your student is attending the training. We kind of touched on this, too, with
1: the mission of the student. Real quick, did you mind saying who puts that out there, be invested in students? Or no, the uh thank you for your trust. Who said that? At Dude, the bottom of there.
0: I'm trying to remember it was like a random email I was reading. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Right. Saying, I thought it was like a,
1: a person like a trainer in the industry or something.
0: Yeah, no, it was just somebody I'm working. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like a brand, it was an email. I just remember reading the whole email. Then the bottom it was like, Thank you for your trust, Jeff. And I was like, I guess so, huh?
1: <laughs> I, was just I might put that on there and then I'll caveat I'll be like, thanks, Byron, for the <laughs> no Thank you, Byron,
0: for the thank you for your trust. Yeah, team.
1: I stole this from Byron. byron. It's good
0: <laughs> stuff, man. Um, nah, nah, you ain't got to give me no credit. Why, uh, know why students are attending training. Yeah. So that kind of goes into that, like, know their mission, their goals.
1: Yeah, man. If you don't know why they're there, you don't know what you can help them with. Heck I mean, yeah if the more information we can get ahead of time and some students take the questionnaire seriously and I've had guys write like damn you're an essay in that thing. And I'm like, all right, Absolutely. man, Hey, that's good. i other students just be like, whatever. I want to shoot better. Or they don't even do it. Fine, man. If you don't care to let me know why you're coming, then I'll figure it out then. But the more you can get me ahead of time. Cause every, like the night before the course we have, I have all these printed off. I got an AI, we lay them out. Yeah, we go over them and we read each one and then we organize them okay let's put this guy here this guy here so I know this okay they're over there these guys names here 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 you know these are cops here's what they're working on they're in a particular unit so yeah man it's you know where they're coming you can know what you can help them.
0: that's nasty so everybody fills out a questionnaire before yeah. ahead of time and then you guys do a lot of crafting the course around that or
1: yeah. yep and of course is, it's like a menu right like I've got yeah. 20 pounds of shit and a seven pound bag. Yeah. I want to get it all in, but yeah. based on what they say and kind of how the flow of the class goes, like, okay, we might cut this out. I think this is be more beneficial. Let's put focus here. There's certain parts of it, like, it's got to be there. But then we have that part where it's like, okay, we can kind of free flow this. What do we have time for? Yeah. What's most important? And I've had people come to, I've had this group of guys that are from Kentucky, from Pikeville, yeah. Kentucky. I've had some, of, one of them, a couple of them have been to four or five classes uh-huh. and they all, it's a, just a small little town on the edge of West Virginia. And they all work in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. They all work in the hospital, they all shoot, and they're good shooters. And okay. those guys have been to multiple classes. And yeah. they are like, Man, every class is a little different. I'm like, Yeah, mm-hmm. because I have we have different people, you know, like I, I want, like, I'm not gonna, I know you guys are here. Like, we had a group, we did I did a private course for them, like just scheduled it and went up there. Like yeah. they sold 20 slots in like four hours. I was wow. like, whoa. I usually cap courses at 16, man. I don't like more than 16. Yeah. You know, brought up another AI and we, we did it, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to teach that differently because you got guys that are more courses and different yep. stuff. Kind of yeah.
0: yeah. I think that's the advantage of having that uh, litmus test at the beginning, man, that cold and on yeah. demand You just know where everyone's at from the jump. Absolutely. Um, and then also know what they need to get from the training, which is essentially kind of the same type of thing. Yep. Same stuff
1: be open be open minded right just keep in mind yeah. be, open. be open be that open person and that kind of goes down to that mindset you know and I think a lot of people talk about mindset in our industry where they say Yeah. you have a tactical mindset like this mindset alright well their definition of you know, tactical mindset is instead of just shooting the target, then they yell it, and they yell in somebody else's ear. And they're like, ah, you piece of crap. Ah, you're like, oh, okay, great. I'm like, whatever, dude. As far as I'm concerned, that's just the way you talk. You yeah. open the mindset is to me, that's, this kind of comes to a book, uh, fixed or uh, growth, excuse me. I think it mindset by Carol Dweck. And she, comp- yeah. she compares fixed mindset and growth mindset. Yeah. So fixed mindset, We've all heard these terms from people, right? When you say something to them, or, hey, uh, this is how I do it. They go, that's stupid, dumb, retarded, and gay. They value natural ability. If it's yeah. true, they don't want to you know, recognize it. They don't want to try it out. They're like, that's not the way I did it. Yeah, you know, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. You airborne, alert, You're come. dead in the water. Like, yeah, f- fuck, you know? So that thing, that's a fixed mindset. Yeah, if your ability. If you can't do it right away, it's worthless. Right, the growth mindset. Be open. Be open to new concepts. If yeah. it works for. If it doesn't work for you, and you have a different, slightly different variation of the way to do that, by all means. But yeah. I know this stuff works. I know for a fact it works because I at see least you guys and totally you guys email me afterwards yeah. and go, "Hey, man, three months later, go. I've been focused on what you said and it clicked. My yeah. time just went from your little bare standards drill like twelve seconds with three misses." I just shot it in seven and a half seconds and I was just, I just applied it, just relaxed and did it. And it was like, holy crap, you know? And I passed it on cold start. I've never done that before. Well, one is you're getting out and doing the work. Yeah. Two, you're open-minded enough to try new things and get yourself better, right? Mm-hmm. You take ego, positive side and negative side of ego. Yep. Negative side of ego. I'm not going to do that and look bad in front of other people because I don't know how to do it. So I'm not going to yeah. try to do it. I'm just going to call it stupid. Yeah. Positive side of ego. You know what? I'm good enough. I'm not gonna let myself fail at this. So I'm gonna try and do everything I can to get better and try new things and do all this stuff because I am that person that will be successful. Yeah. Positive versus negative sides of ego. Same thing with mindset. Have a growth mindset. It may not work for you, but give it a shot. Understand it's a marathon, not a sprint, and pennies may small value the the process. It's a process. Value every small incremental thing and know it's gonna take time. But at the end you're gonna be way better.
0: Heck yeah. That's what's up. No nah, man, I, I, that ego thing—it's a—it's 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 a big one for me because it gets a bad yeah. rap. It has to be managed, but it's so important at the same time. If you can't do something because yeah. your name's attached to it, uh, and that positive side of ego, yeah. you're also missing some trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I'm sure you've uh, learned
1: that over the years too, man. Yeah, like, dude. That ego, man—I bet it got you just like it did me when we were young. Yeah,
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time when I hated myself as I realized that executive protection was a service. It's all about service. <laughs> I remember being like, this is what it is. This is yeah. how it's going to be. Like, I'm a cop. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it with this. this is how it's going to be. This is what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I mean, like 10 minutes ago, I was overseas doing this, that, and the next thing. And now this is, you know, I, I, I had to like. You're
1: like, I'm, maybe I'm sitting a Kardashian.
0: Mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, what's really important? And how yeah. can you, you know? And there was like this whole dance of like, how can I get my psychology to value and Survive in this type of world and find yeah. meaning, and trick myself into understanding and loving this dynamic in it. And yeah. I'm glad I was able to get the maturity to do it. You know, uh, prove why you like to. You said you prove why you teach what yeah. you do. Provide
1: why I teach what I do. So give yeah the why. provide why yeah, um, and that's the big thing I say is if you're gonna give the what, you got to give the how, and you got to give the why. Yeah, um, I don't know about you. But in school or growing up or whatever, it was always that little kid that someone would say something like, why? Why, though? Why? <laughs> why? But it doesn't make sense to me. Why? Why, 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 why? Why are you doing yeah. this? Way? Let's do it this way. Like we're those annoying ass kids. Are you similar to that?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, I'm for right sure. Here. Why though? But it's a smart kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I'm like, yeah, I was just really smart, right? And I was, I was <laughs> a smart ass is what I was. Yeah, right. I mean, we, we have to understand why you do something. If you can take something, understand the concept behind it. If you're just doing something without knowing why, Mm-hmm. you ain't gonna do it you're not gonna see the value in it. you're not gonna drive it home you're not gonna tie that that focus point of that drill that touch that feeling that emotion that happens as you put that gun out you know all that stuff that really shortens that learning curve right from just mm-hmm. being some mindless activity to being like oh i get it here's why and then we take off right. anything that we can figure the why out and we can have purpose behind it we're gonna yeah. put a lot more focus into it related to them so we're mm-hmm. to the why it's not just why do we do it this way here's what it's going to do for you here's how it's going to be better right than this other version so i'm yeah. going to talk about these other ways to do it and so why this one i think is best but now i'm going to relate it to you right so people talk about high ready low ready right yeah. like okay I, every, so which one's better high ready or low ready Situation. one is not better than the other right? yeah which like, yeah. independent it's like all right let's talk about this yeah are you military law enforcement? Well, no. Okay, perfect. Good. So you can, can serve a citizen, right? So you can serve carry. carrier. You do this. Or bump yeah. in the night in your house. In defense situation. If you're going down a hallway in your house to clear it, and you, would you be at the high ready or low ready? Well, I mean, there's nobody in front of me, right? I heard bump in the night. Like, okay, where's your family at? Well, they're behind me back in my room. My wife is. My kid's upstairs. Probably so, upstairs, so, yeah. I heard something, so I'm going down there. So everything in front of you is potentially bad. Yeah. You want to be at the high ready or low ready? Oh, Low ready, I think, because my gun would be more prepped, and I'd have the light right here. Well, yeah, I mean, you could hit the ceiling with your light and cause a spill, but you could have that light, you know. Oh, that makes more sense, right? All right. Well, now you're at a Walmart, right? And the ISIS horde has just invaded. The you know ISIS I mean? horde is. It's finally happened. Yeah. And zombie apocalypse they, at Walmart. You Leave know, what's going to happen at Walmart? Tactical Jesus is shooting yeah. off bottle rockets. Like, <laughs> yes. doing yes. stands. Like, everything is happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> right. Puppies, if you do not solve this problem and end the shootout of Whole Foods. Puppies. puppies. are going to die all around the world, right? <laughs> right, so right. you're coming in there and you're doing this, like, and there's people and pandemonium all around you and you're trying to yeah. figure stuff out, right? I, I hold my hands up like one hand the high ready and I got my other hand and I'm like, okay, okay. try to figure this Operate, out. Operationally. This I go, now, do I want to be at the high ready or the low ready? Then I'll lower my hands mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're low ready, technically you're kind of like pointing guns at people, right? I'm like, yeah, or it's all the way down at the sewer position here, you know, but it's a little bit longer to get it on target. So my gun's prepped, high ready, muzzle just it up, and I can keep it back so I can use that to strike, but keep my other hand clear just to manage people, push to the side, clear away, whatever, I can use this other hand. That seemed better? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so it's, it depends on your environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. that's one of the explanations of provide the why, provide the why and we teach what we do. And it's... Yeah. People don't why they're always gonna ask those same questions and people get mad. They're like, well, that's a stupid question, you know, and then someone feels stupid. Well, hey, they didn't know, man. Like I'm not here to make anybody feel bad. Right. Like I'll tease people about stuff, but I'm generally gonna give that answer of why we do something because if you don't know why, you don't know when to do it. <laughs> you don't know what
0: tools, like if you know the why, you now you're gonna look for the tools to yes. figure out how to do the right
2: thing. That's
1: you just figure things up. Yeah. You know, here's the why, and this is bad, and here's the why and what do you want to do something, then you can go then in that situation, I would do this. Now you've got to make decisions, which is what we want. Not just try to do something somebody showed up. Because that's how
0: they told me to do it. Exactly. Yeah, that's what the Nazis said, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We know what happened
1: there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) right. Uh, Understanding each shooter's level of proficiency. We we hit that. Yeah. Uh, Refine the basics to support progress.
1: Can we go back on that? I'm just real quick on that one. Yeah. So, we had a, I had a student this last one and I run my classes differently. There's a yeah. little bit of a surprise right off the bat. You know what I mean? Which a lot of shooters, a lot of people aren't prepared for, but it's a cold start. And the way we yeah. run it is to incorporate certain types of stress. We don't get too much into it. But we had a lady show up and this guy was like, this guy, he was like, hey, can my wife come? I'm like, yeah, of course she can. not you guys have a gun, for, show up to the rifle course. Yeah. And so "Well, she's never really shot before, I was like, okay, as long as she's safe, and can mm-hmm. keep the muzzle point at the target and the gun on safe and at the target. Yeah. We're fine. I go, man, I'll handle all the rest. We started the cold start and she was like shaking. She goes, she just starts walking off the line. She's like, I don't think this is for me. I, I don't think this is for me at all. Like, I don't think I'm prepared for this. Okay. And I kind of pulled her off the side. I was like, hey gal. Hey. Yeah. She was like kind of looked at me because I don't She's talk that like, way in the It incorporates you know, the stress. I joke around a lot at the yeah. beginning. And uh she was like, it's like, oh, oh, you know, like, I, I was like, Hey, what do you have to do when you step up there? She's like, well, I got to like check my, this and that. I was like, no, I gotta, you got to keep the gun safe. And when you bring it up, I go, I just want you to shoot five rounds, five rounds. And if you want to reload three and shoot that you can do it. But if not just go up there and shoot the target kind of like what I told you to That's it. I go, if you want your money back, if you don't want to be here and, 30 sure. minutes. Once I'm done with the brief, I go, I'll refund all your money and I'll, whatever, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. She looked at me, she's like, all right. And then after that, she was like, Oh, when it was all over, she's like, Oh my God. I was like, yes, don't worry about it. Everybody's anybody with level conditions. As long as you're safe in the gun, you can shut your for course. You're yeah. we about to hammer that in after, by the end of the day, like I told her, I was like, Hey, uh, her name's Amanda. I was like, Amanda, Amanda, oh, excuse me. I said, like, Mandy, you I'm really impressed by you I am so damn proud of you right now. Like, from the moment you showed up, this, but now, like, you're safe with the gun. You're actually shooting sure better than a couple guys to you, right? Who have been around guns for a while because you're just taking it easy and doing it. I go, that's a lot of, like, stuff. I go, are you still stressed out? You think you're comfortable doing this? She's like, oh, yeah. Like, I just... I'm had again. a moment. Like, I just had a moment. I just thought, it was like, don't ever say you you can't do this, right? Yeah. take a step back and say, this is a little advance for me, that's one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody can shoot any proficiency level. You just got to understand what it is.
2: Heck
0: yeah. No, and that's exactly right. And I'm glad you took that teachable moment because it'd be tragic for her to be wandering around the rest of the world, her whole life.
1: I'm just scared. I just,
0: guns just, cause I went to a class one
1: time. Yeah. yeah. I went to a class once and it just wasn't for me. And then she never does it again. And then what happens a few years later, like I just don't want to touch the gun anymore. And then what happens next thing you know, she's, I had a mom's demand action, you know. Uh, you you beat me, like, me to it. Yeah. Guns are by it. I heard you leading into it. Yeah, I, I, saw yeah, you I into was like lead Yeah, I was like, <laughs> they say you know, she's on CNN with that yeah. one. like, Talk she's like guns are evil. She's yeah. getting forced. Her husband's upset. Whose fault was it? Yeah. My, not going to be my fault, homie.
0: <laughs> not <laughs> not fault. going to like let that out. And that man brought her that course because he <laughs> believed you could be <laughs> the
1: guy. <laughs> He's now like, she's going to be next, like, right next to Dana Loesch or something. Just like that. Who knows? I don't know. But funny. it was, uh, yeah, it was. I would hate for that to happen because one opportunity where she thought she could do it.
0: Yeah, crazy. man. He's like, this guy's gonna safe. be the one. That's what's up. It's
1: fine to go to a course
0: Heck yeah! No, I agree one hundred percent. Maximizing economy of motion.
1: Yeah, cut out the uh, uh, cut out the refrigerator theory, right? Like how of refrigerators That's make true. shit cold? Well, the one, they yeah. pump cold air into it. The other part is they suck out the heat suck out the heat that's it so maximize economy of motion get rid of wasted effort you can't argue with you know getting the gun on target fast as long as you adhere to certain principles and cut out all the extra shit that's causing you to be slower or causing you to not hit the target there's a lot of excess shit out there just
0: get rid of it. right so right seriously yeah. uh who wins the fight is who gets accurate shots on target first
1: yeah so pretty self-explanatory right I think everything's kind of – I kind of view this as performance shooting in a way, you know, because you have all seen that. The guy, the person who can go out, they kind of just go, pow, I pow. Mean, they can uh-huh. keep the target. I'm like, great. But you have and then they, they keep the, the target afterwards yeah. and they take a picture of it? Yeah. It's like no one cares about your shot group. you It know, that took this you day. a half hour to do <laughs> like, That looks good, but how about you used up – you know, I could have done that and I could put six rounds on target in half that mm-hmm. time in two seconds. I'm more impressed with that, even though you may have used up the entire acceptable, you know, um, accuracy that we have. Like it's a six inch circle or three inch circle, whatever the drill calls for. It. But push speed, man. Don't just slow it slow. So let's go fast. I'm going to push you to go fast, but we're going to see where that line is between accuracy and speed. Heck so. yeah. No, I dig it. That's what's up.
0: I always, when I always see people t- taking all that time to shoot, I'm like, Let's get the yeah. fundamentals down and then let's, let's yeah. pull the trigger, man. Oh, it used to drive me nuts, man. What are some common failure points you see with pistol shooters generally?
1: Yeah, so the biggest one, especially in pistol, um, yeah. right off the bat, and everything, this, I think, holds them back more than anything else after it. And that's where your sights are at did the bullet go right where your sights were. Okay. Right. How many people have you taught, man, that you teach just as many sights on the sights right on the, on the, right on yeah, the thing? Where it go? it go? Sh- if your right-hand shooter goes straight left, or it goes yep. down and left, or yeah. you know, if your right- left-hand shooter is just the opposite, or the rounds are going high, or sometimes the rounds go straight down, right? Like, yeah. well, why is that? Well, the rounds are going high because as you shoot, you look over your sights to the target to look for the impact. What happens? The muzzle tips up a little bit and you put the round high, right? Yeah. Okay. As long as you understand that flight on top equals space on both sides and how your sights line up with your muzzle, right? Let's supposed to go? Browns go left because you don't have a reference point, but the, the trigger is not coming straight back the same angle every time. You're not putting your finger on the trigger the right way. Depending on how long your fingers are, is gonna depict how you do that. Longer fingers, shorter fingers, some people need to cock out the knuckles so they can pull this way. Mm-hmm. Some people think they're pulling straight back and they're not, so we'll find a new reference point. So pull to your elbow versus pull straight back to your wrist. Oh, well, no, my bullets go right where I went. Great. Well, now they're not. Well, what's your finger doing? Well, I, my my finger's off to the side. We'll put more finger out and do the same damn thing. Oh, shit, bolts are back on target. Now do the same damn thing every time. Right, it's going to go into the, inside and to the left. It's like, well, you're gripping the shit out of the gun as you shoot. So when you get rid of that, let's put the focus over here. Blah, 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 this and that. We fix all that stuff. So once we hit, that is the, the common thing with a pistol. We got, no one cares, like, what your recoil looks like. Yeah, yeah. you have this, like, double stacked, like, you know, where they put the, the middle finger, like up into the trigger guard, and the index finger around the light. They, like, <laughs> yeah. Keeper so like that. One shoulder is really high. They call it yeah. the tactical turtle. Okay. No one gives you shit about that. if yeah. the bullet going where the sights are at. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then your recoil management yeah. isn't as important. You know what I mean? It, it hasn't come into play yet for trigger. Yeah. Yet. So that's the beginning. That's the start. And after that, like we'll see guys. And play, hey, why didn't you pull? well I was shooting in this? What was your reference point? Just pull the trigger back. Oh shit. Yeah, you're right. I think I felt the trigger. My finger was over here. So I felt flat on a normal stock block trigger, which actually means you're off to the side because the block trigger is not flat. It's got a line in the middle of the trigger bar and then an apex. So you should feel that line lot equal pressure. So I felt flat and I pushed that trigger over here because I was just doing like, I, maybe people watching the video, but basically just like curling my finger all the way over mm-hmm. versus pulling back like this. Straight versus, back. Okay? Yeah, like we just got to figure that out. Every hand is different. Every gun mm-hmm. is different. So, we'll how the hand meets up with the gun. So, we just do that. And that's the biggest thing. Once we got that, great. We'll focus on the rest. But we got to get that first off the bat. So, that's the biggest thing. Even with really good shooters, they'll be shooting and then one poof, just off to the side. And one poof, off to the side. Great.
0: Okay. Yeah. Basically, that gap right between. Where your sights are and where the round impacts, yes. <laughs> you pull the trigger. I dig that's it, man.
2: Good.
0: Yeah, that's gotta uh, happen. None of I mean, scars. it's, it's yeah. like when you get done shoot. I mean, we have a saying in my squad that I shoot competitively with. We get done, and it's like, aim more, <laughs> <less."> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, and it really is like you're going through the stage, you're managing stuff, and it's like, nah, dude. Like, yeah. aim more, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Feel
1: right, see right, and yeah. do that over and over and over quickly
0: absolutely um well well what would you say about helping a shooter gain confidence the confidence that they need to be able to operate with their ccw gun uh
1: with that i mean i think like confidence comes in you know the work you put in right yeah if you don't put the work in you're not going to be confident when the moment arrives. But right. you can look at yourself and say, whether it's a, a cold start or standard or a real life situation or a test of some sort, whatever that is, if you haven't put the work in, mm. you know if you haven't put the work in. Absolutely. If you put the work in, you step up and go, All right, dang, let's do this. I'm good with that. Yeah. The other part of that is don't doubt yourself. Recognize the work, value the process, value the fact that you've put in the work. In. And this is just your time right now to Oof. show how hard you work. Don't get greedy and outrun your headlights. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and overperform. Don't try and do better than you're capable of. But if your 100% is, we'll just use the bare standards thing, right? It's 12 yeah. seconds on a bear standards. Then step up, shoot it right in 12 seconds like you know you can do. If yeah. your 100% is seven seconds, you know, do that. Or, or go 95% of 100. So you go right to that limit where the wheels don't fall off. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But understand you've worked hard. Value that. Recognize that and tell yourself, I've done this much work. Mm-hmm. And understand that, yeah, don't focus on all the failures, learn mm-hmm. from those, but focus on the victories and all the success you've had and how much better you've gotten. So many people are so damn negative. They yeah. say the same shit all the time. Well, I can't do that. I can't do that. Instead, like, well, this guy, so that T1CS guy, right, like shot the yeah. bare standard thing in like 4.7 seconds or something, okay. to conceal it, right? Like all I saw was like a gun out and cow and like a reload somewhere in there and it was fucking dead. It was impressive, right? And then, yeah. Uh, Milspec Moja, Don, he shot it in like 4.8, you know, with a I think a Glock 34 from an, uh, an ALS holster. All right. Hey, like it's not that you can't do that. It's just that you're not there yet. Like yeah. I can not do that. I'm just not there yet. That's you're that's here true. and as your go, level, that's totally okay. Too many people are so fucking negative, man. Yeah. This is. Well- that drives me nuts. I'm sure
0: it does. No, nah, same here, dude. It's a mindset piece. It's I can't do that. Nah, you're struggling with that. You're learning how to understand that. You're learning how to do that. Uh, sometimes I have trouble with this. This is the way I talk. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah, this is something I'm getting better at. There's a friction point for me, but you will not hear me say I can't do that. It's I'm learning how to do that. This is something that I've been working on. Heck yeah, dude. Cause your brain is listening and experiential yeah. information is what shapes your beliefs and your paradigms.
1: If you no. say, I can't do it, guess what? Your brain goes, oh, I can't do it. All right, cool, sweet. Yeah, that's, there's <laughs> like, a part of me that's like, I get it, man. Some people are just negative and they've been taught that. I haven't things that way. Yeah. But it's hard, man. It's hard to. When you know the truth. Kind of, yeah. Would you, would you say it's hard for people to believe in themselves sometimes?
0: It is, and it, it kills me. Well, it, I, a lot of it, I think, depends on oh god you don't get me (laughs) you get me going on something crazy but like for me yeah dude like when i hear people it just it is hard for them to believe in themselves and i think that's one of the biggest tragedies because you have to if you the most powerful power to acquire is willpower the biggest most important respect to gain is self-respect and so like everything starts with you being able to believe in your day gone self. Yeah. So when you have someone who's like, I can't, or I did it, confidence comes from experience. And so like, I got to get you to get these experiences. Cause if you can't do this one thing and become your own superhero, bro, yeah. you're dead in the water. You ain't never going to yeah. have enough grape soda to get yourself out of the situation you're in. You know
1: what I'm saying? Do you think maybe some of that has to do with the fact that they're comparing their success with other success? So they're they're trying to say, well, my success right now is really like I want it to be this you know elite top. I level, can never just- do
0: what you're doing or did type of yeah.
1: thing. Like, well, I'm not there, so I I suck. Like, no, yeah,
0: nah, man, your success <laughs> doing is this relative.
1: For three months that like, yeah. guy's been for ten years.
0: Man. Yeah, no, I agree. Your success is relative, bro. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, if you yeah. can come out here and shoot your trash, and I'll give a dang if it takes you ten seconds to get through the hole. Yeah. image but if you leave the range and you're shooting it at an eight at the end of the day or nine yeah. or if you're shooting at anything better than 10 yeah. or maybe you're you have more accuracy and you're still shooting it at a 10 dude it's relative yeah i'm saying yes. so that's that's yeah. where i'm at man like your success and, is your success and if you got the balls to stick with it before yeah. you know it you're going to change the game up here and be on a different level yeah. and like when you know that Trying to get someone else to believe that—that's the—that's the game, man. yeah I, I dig and it. That, I think
1: that's what to whether it's us or other people. Once you stop comparing yourself, we stop comparing ourselves. Because I was really yeah. guilty of that. Yeah. I looked down the line, shooters, like, man, that guy's shooting better than me, and mm-hmm. I tried to do better, and I couldn't do it. Why couldn't I do it? Because I wasn't there yet. So I would mm-hmm. perform worse than if I just said, "I'm just going to do me, do my best." Like in crossfit, they say it's you versus you, right? Yeah. Just the same damn thing in shooting. is an individual sport. Yeah. You can only do as good as you can do. Yeah. If you do better than you can do, then it's either A, you underestimated yourself, or B, you got really lucky, and you will never replicate that again. Yeah, we yeah. don't fucking work on luck,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you went into some zone.
1: Yeah, like you just quit being greedy, quit wishing you were somebody else. Just say, hey, this is where I'm at. Like, I have this one opportunity to do my best, and I'm just going to do as best as I can do, and I understand that's okay. Just be okay mm-hmm. with that, and you will get better. Because that's a good rep. That's reinforcing right. And that will make you better. Yeah.
0: Just do that's that. literally the magic though. Like literally the magic is focus on yourself. Like you look yeah. down the line, you're like, dang, I'm the yeah. slowest shooter here. And then you just shut that out. And then you're like, how can I make my best, my best better? Mm-hmm. And then you blink and a year or two goes by and you're the guy down the line. Yeah. And you're
1: killing the game. Yeah, and, you shoot, and you look over and there's like three little heads poked out. Yeah. <laughs> and you just see them like, you know, mouth and they kind of talk to each other. They're, like, they're breathing. They're like pumping yeah. themselves up, doing like yeah, the, the, magic. the power lifting, like chest slaps. You know, like, yeah. oh, dude, you're like, you're going to fail this, dude. Uh, yeah, you're too tense, man. And that's like, the I, magic. I've told students, and this is what I had to tell myself, was yeah. quit caring. Yep. Quit caring. Quit caring about how well you do, what other people think, you know, compare yourself to others. Just quit giving a damn, quit caring, and mm. you will get better. Because then you can just do you. Yeah. And I've had a couple people that, and it's hard, man, because we're we're alphas. We want to be in control. We want to do well, but that will burn you out over time if you're too aggressive in that kind of mindset. Because it, it just it's constant failure, you're never meeting your own expectations. You're going to feel yeah. ruthless. You're going to feel like you're not good at it. So I've had a couple people where I've had it, literally had them shoot like a two-two-two 2 2 right? Yeah. On okay. steel. And I've hey, man, what I want you to do, relax. I want you to see everything. I want you to quit caring. I don't yeah. care if you hit the target. Don't oversee anything. Just notice this, notice that. I want you to slow down like what you would consider like 500 to a second, 300 to a second. You know, uh-huh. just, and I go literally take a breath. Don't tense up and just quit giving a shit. That's I don't shit. care if you hit anything. Yeah. Majority of the time, they either, they, I'll go beep and I'll go ding, 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 ding. They're like what just happened? I'm like, see, you're completely capable. If I can get you to quit worrying about this shit and just, so Frank Proctor says it, let it do. Just let it do. Then, did. guess what? Did you get your damn hits. I go, did you see anything? They're like, no. I didn't. Well, yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw like a flash of red over the target. I just broke the shots and just drove the gun. In. I really get all six hits. I'm like, yeah, you got all six, right? They're like, yeah, that was fucking good, you know? Really good for them, you know? Yeah. Like, well, it's because you just let it happen. You just do it. Quit worrying about it. Quit caring and just do it. Now, obviously, we need to see at that speed, but that's processing, visual stuff, and that, that will happen. You actually start to see faster over time. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can get through a yeah. quick hair, man. Too many Shots mind. how much
0: better they'll get. Yeah, man. It's like that last samurai, too many mind.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, yeah, yeah man. that's
2: good.
0: I love that trash, man.
1: Yeah,
0: dude. Uh, and then kind of I was are there any other targets that you wanted to bring out into the uh, that are worth mentioning?
1: Uh, so I got four targets on the website. Yeah. Uh, obviously, everybody knows the, the standard target. Uh, yeah. I did a zero target, uh, just a 5200 zero for the rifle. Point A and point impact, little stuff. Okay. a 50. It's also got a, uh, a box for your laser for the LA 5 pack 5s. Okay. Just constant offset the laser with your line of sight. It's got the little boxes that tell us where to put your Viz your IR. It's pretty, pretty damn close to accurate, but it works, right? So that way you're not crisscrossing your laser with your bullets and then weird shit. Just wherever your fucking laser is one inch down and half an inch to the right or whatever it is, is or where your site is, your red dot, one inch down, half an inch to the right is where your laser is going to be every time, which constant offset. So have that just a quick zero target, nice and easy. Uh, have a yeah. target, which is more or less kind of what we do in the first half, half of the first day, you know, the I mean? first half of the first level one course. And that's just a progression, right? Like it's, it's made for cops, especially or people with limited budgets just to say, Hey, I don't have a whole lot of ammo. It's 150 rounds work this from start to finish, and now you've got progression. It's like a full focus. package. Yeah. Really and you obviously shoot more. Yeah, shoot yeah. more, but it starts off with a trigger ISO, which is, get the bullet, go where the sights are at, you know, mm-hmm. high ready, low ready, or your press outs on draw, draw, mm-hmm. reload. Uh, then it's got cadence and throttle control. Man. Um, oh. Then the other one I have is, well, actually I got five, sorry. Then the other one I have is, uh, it's a dot rhythm cadence drill that uh, okay. stuff, actually the, uh, the doctorate, mental performance guy for SoCom, yeah, he uh, mm. developed that. And it's it's basically it's a print off of four pages. Print it in landscape, the dots will be bigger. One guy okay. printed it in portrait, it's like half a sheet. You know, I was like, damn, dude, that's pretty good shooting for you know, putting mm-hmm. it. Yeah, small, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like ticked, and they got a little things. So you put it up, it's got a little lines. So you put this one up, you put this one below it, and then you put these to the side. And it's got all these different okay. dots. There's a chart that says, hey, shoot. Bigger dots, you'd shoot quicker. Smaller dots, you would take a little more time to get accuracy. And it has you, like, shoot these numbers in order and work back. So it starts basic, then it starts going here and around. And so you're just going to pop, pop, driving the gun farther, and then faster shots, throttle control, really good drill for that. Just to work on, drive the gun to the next target, see my sights, recognize the size of the target is bigger in relation to my sights, so I can shoot a little quicker because I can open that shotgun up slightly to, you know, gain speed, blah, blah, blah and then okay. recognizing smaller go whoop, breaks slow break, down breaks. yep yeah uh, and the last one is a target id primer um okay. which is it's a slow methodical focused thing that has the whole stuff next to it but it's one target that works in our snapshot hands in shoot for target identification one doesn't have a gun one has a gun
2: mm, shoot, like no so, shoot
1: yeah so they just put them both up and all i tell you to do is just you know from the holster or ready position, just look off the paper, and then just look down at one of them. Recognize that there's a gun or not a gun, and then go through the process. So it's very—it's a primer. It's not a target ideas to get you in the mindset to actually start working, shoot threats and non-threats. Because hmm. okay. a lot of people jump into threats and non-threats and shooting fast and accurate, they go, "Oh fuck, I just smoked a non-threat." We need to prime that brain, right? So that's all yep. it is. It explains it, um, but you. Work your your vision from broad target focus to get your snapshot. Then you break down that onion into narrow target focus for the hands, aim, and then shoot. So it's that upside down Y for the hands. Identify the hands. Bring it yeah. So guys aren't shooting the gun. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then no shoots too. Like That's you see great. that you identify, touch draw the gun, and you recognize there's no gun, and you can pull that. Gun. So it's just kind of for you or so Yeah, that.
0: I dig it. That's what's up. Yeah, no, man. you got a bunch of stuff. You guys got to go check those out. I've definitely shot. I, I remember the the one you were just talking about threw me off a little bit. I actually had a habit of shooting the gun a little bit yeah. uh, for a little bit there, so I had to work out of that. Yeah, Why'd you know, go? This might be a stu- whatever. There are no stupid questions. No stupid questions. No. Bear. B. A. E. R.
1: Yeah. So I'll tell you what I tell most people. Yeah. When I signed up for the website, I accidentally spelled it wrong. It was a typo, so I just kept it. <laughs>
0: yes. That's something I would do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is that is not the truth though. I Good. tell people that because they're like what'd you what you whats you bear? That's not how you spell bear. Why would you spell a bear like that? You know bears are you really think you know, that's it? You know what that you're spelling? Oh, this is my favorite. Did you know that you spelled bear wrong? The e goes in front of the end. Anyway. <laughs> And I remember a guy Thanks said man. that. I, I, I got go, this. Hold bar. on, hold on. What? Are you serious <laughs> right now? That's- no, that's how it's spelled. It's B-E- No, it's B A E R. He was like, "Wow, <laughs> man, you spelled bear wrong." I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" God I've on. had this company for two years. Oh my god! Um, the you whole time you telling me, the- me, and he was like, "Yeah, wait, you're messing with me, aren't you?" I was like, "Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am." All <laughs> right. So that's why I told him it was just a typo, and I was like, "Crap!" I already, I either yeah. say I already signed up with the federal F-E-I-N and named the company, you know, for the IRS or so I already signed yeah. up the website and I was supposed to have kept it. Uh, so no bear, uh, first off, uh, I was on Bravo cell and nicknamed with us. We were really good. So we got along great. And the guys, Josh and Justin, uh, so we nicknamed somehow, I don't know how it came about probably just bullshit in Iraq. We call ourselves bear cell, right? And then it gave a joke and we kept it. And then we made little patches like cell tags uh-huh. instead of like, you know, our call side, like whatever, whatever one or two or three. Right. Yeah. Um, it was a bear, bear outlined and then like a number one, two or three in the middle. We warm, man, It was great. So nice. we joke around and be like, and tell people, Oh yeah, we're the, you know, you're the, like, I don't know, just stupid. You're the Arnvark. cell. we're like, Fuck them. <laughs> we're like badass. What's an animal with an A that's awesome. We're like, the anteater cell because one of the dudes was uncircumcised. We're like anteater cell, <laughs> right? And we just you know joke around with military, team, you know? yeah, 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 just military humor, right? It it makes it's way funnier in the moment. I promise. And it yeah. Makes more sense, yeah. But <laughs> looking that back, I tell story. I'm like, yeah. none of that was funny or cool, but
0: you know. <laughs> but when you're in um, Iraq and yeah, you're staring at yeah. sand dry all yes. day, it's,
1: yeah. that's that's um, hilarious. Yeah. So that was part of it. Um, the other part is uh, if we had a son. Uh, I get to pick the name. My daughter, my wife gets to pick the name. So she picked McKenna because we have a daughter. Yeah. Um, I was a, ba- a boy. I was going to have him bear, B-A-E-R. Yeah, right. i I'm super glad I had a daughter. I think God was like, hey, that's the best thing you can do for you because you're an idiot. Part of it's payback. Yeah. Part of it's need to grow as a man. So you're getting a daughter. Yep. So cool. And I'm super yeah. grateful for that. Um, yeah. I've never hoped it would different. Uh, but if we yeah. did have a boy, going to have him Bear. I just like the name Bear. I thought was a cool name. Heck yeah. uh, bears are the only... Like what some people would say, like the self aware land mammal in like North America. So they have like a self awareness about it, but other things don't. They'll actually like pick up, like a bear will like pick up a rock and like bludgeon another animal with it. Or, like polar bears will knock off sheets of ice to kill things. I was like, wait a second, a bear will use something. Polar bears, what? Knock off like sheets of ice to kill penguins. Oh, they yeah. use tools. Yeah, so it like, they use a tool or something to kill something else. I was like, that's pretty That's pretty human <laughs> that of them, is pretty, right? pretty shooter of them, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was cool. Um, yeah. And then, <laughs> so I got several reasons. Uh, the last one is, that's uh, so why I speak Arabic, right? I don't say I speak yeah. Arabic. I learned Arabic for my job. Yeah. Fluent. And every time they'd be like, you know, the, the scenario was like, oh, we're going to the zoo. Like, you know, in Arabic, what, what animal do you see in the zoo? I'd be like, al-dub. Dub is bear. And that's the only animal I could freaking remember. So anytime a scenario came I would just be like bears, like, like what animal do you like? It'd be like a hibu dub polar. I love polar bears. <laughs> be like any other animals. And I'd be like, no. lies <laughs> <not bears." laughs> So bears, it's the, it's the only animal I learned. So that was it. And, uh, yeah, man. So I, just, I, I love you. bears. We go to the zoo, yeah, man. Just love bears, man. <laughs> go to the damn zoo. Yeah, yeah I some shirt. Like, you know, you see these shirts? You know yeah. I mean? Yeah, well, it's, a, you know, it's a training company shirt. And it looks like Affliction and, like, some tactical elite yeah. thing. Had a baby. I had a baby. Made a t-shirt. I'm like, no thanks. I would rather... You, like just be I don't clean want people to think they got my shirt at like RBI. What kind of outdoorsy or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's clean. It's different. Yeah. I, I, I didn't notice that instantly, bro. Yeah. Good job. It doesn't like
1: bears, man. They don't like bears. You're wrong. You uh, hate You're in the
0: wrong country. Yeah.
1: You think freedom and liberty if you hate bears. All right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: I could crack so many more
1: jokes. i take it there right here. Dude, uh, <laughs> it's so the discount code. Like people give you yeah. discount codes, like Victo's happen yeah. with them for students or whatever. Yeah. It's the same code with my bare hands like that, that's, it. that's what's up with, my bare, code, with my bare that's hands that's my buddy when i started the company he's a great dude sf guy he'd be like he'd be like did you do it with your bare hands he'd always say
2: that
1: like no matter what it was i was like he's like what are you doing I'm like oh, i'm making dinner he's like are you doing it with your bare, with hands? Your bare hands so it nonstop, everything he could say so.
0: now the code is it spelled with my bare hands b-e-a-r or b-a-e-r
1: no it's spelled the correct way b-a-e-r See, okay. <laughs> Roger that. Roger that. Okay. Yeah, be like like the company with my bare hands.
0: Heck yeah, that's what's up. Noted. Um underneath your custom courses on the website, you have leadership team building courses. Yep. What do those look like, heaven
1: Uh so I did some stuff for Ole Miss University, their strength and conditioning department. So basically it was a how do we be better strength coaches? I was like, cool, soft lessons learned, what we do with team building, this and that. And then mostly it was a communication thing for um, like how these strength coaches communicate communicate like lower, like down to the student athletes, laterally okay. amongst other coaches to make sure they're more effective, you know, expectation management, get worked on everything else, get a better team. And then also hire to the bosses. And then look at how we set goals, whether it's, Hey, here's our in-state, we have a project or a task in-state. Uh, we know what the reason is behind it, all that develop our milestones mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So this is stuff like that. And I broke out different, uh, examples of stuff like based on those three concepts stuff that we have with teams, right? And then what it yeah. means to be a good leader, what it means to be like to mentor people, you know, I'm whether you're a coach or this, or how it means to be a good teammate, picking up slack, um, it went over really well. Like even the people at first who were kind of like, you know, whatever yeah, of but the end of it, they were all joking around. They actually had a good time. So I view that as a win, right? Cause for them, it was mandatory fun. Some yeah. guys, guy coming in to teach them how to be better coaches. And I was like, look, I'm here to teach you how to be a better coach. I'm here to talk about stuff that we learned and how to apply that based on different stuff. And then we yeah. broke down like, um, how to communicate. Cause a lot of them have uh, female athletes, right? They're males. Yeah. They athletes. So we talked about differences. Like it takes all types, right? How to communicate with certain personality types versus others. So we did that. Um, it was really cool. So I did stuff like that. Um, I've had a few other people, uh, a couple of football teams, a football team in Texas, too, that were working out, and a few others. So that's there if anybody wants it. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Well,
0: that's good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, especially for like the EP teams and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. That stuff. That's a good trash. Um, rituals that make you better. Make you better at your job. Daily rituals. Any rituals lifestyle stuff.
1: Set the focus for the day, what we're going to accomplish, and get something physical in, right? So when I'm not on my, when I'm on my book, where I write down my tasks and execute, guess what? I don't do anything of like that. When I set my tasks for the day, I'm, I'm way better at it. I'm not, I don't always do that. Sometimes I have good days and bad days, right? So I get mm-hmm. back into my rut, get back into my routine after traveling and everything else, which has been this week, basically. <laughs> so yeah. uh, get back in the routine, do something physical, get the body feeling good, yeah. the minor food the better all yeah. this kind of things. just normal stuff like that really so mm-hmm. if I don't have that damn here it is right here book boom there got it is attached to it. so if I don't have this bad boy you can see you just got a new one too you can see that I will be out of it right there
0: wow there it is yeah. there it is man that's what's up no i dig it that's where it all starts i think so much comes out of physical exertion mentally emotionally even spiritually yes. uh, if it's done right with the right frame of mind man that's what's up brother
1: work is good man when you work physical work god so just good. Feel yeah good? it's good for your soul you like you can do anything yeah like, yeah i'll go learn particle theory i'll make that guy the big bang look stupid <laughs> For a good workout. About thirty yeah. minutes later, when the doorframes kick off. You're like, okay, maybe not. But.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I dig it, man. That's what's up. It's, it's, it's. It, you carry around a certain knowing confidence, comes from experience. You have a good workout. You walk through your day with that. Yep. Um, where are you at? What are you doing now? Where can people find you?
1: Uh, so, go to my website, uh, Bear Solutions LLC.com, B A E R Solutions LLC.com. Uh, you can hit the contact form there. We have classes loaded up on the site right now. Uh, I'll have some more coming out here uh, before long. Okay. So, we have another law enforcement course going up in New Hampshire, a few others that we schedule in. I've got a bunch of private stuff going on. My private contract work with Border Patrol, uh, okay. NYPD, counter-terror stuff, and some other people going on. I'm kind of waiting to find out of uh, some actually some army guys too, two different army units that'll so be cool. Okay. Um, so hopefully all those come to fruition right now We're in those final stages of just giving them the invoice and the bid and they said it should be signed off on soon. So okay. that, um, if you want to communicate with me, by all means, I keep, I update through Instagram like everybody does now. Everything I do on Instagram posts automatically to Facebook, but I do not check Facebook. Yeah, uh, it's too that. much. It's enough for me to do one social medias. Yeah. I'm not gonna do two. <laughs> <okay>? I check <laughs> right. that Facebook like once every two or three weeks maybe. Yeah. So if you do Instagram or email me through the website, i yep. check emails pretty often. I do a pretty good job getting back. Cause I probably get swamped from traveling a lot, but those are the biggest things. Uh, other than that coming up, I've got Spokane, Washington in, in May. That one's sold out. Good. You got a standby list for that. I think I got seven guys on standby for it. Okay. Um, Jeez. And then Salt Lake city. I've got two or three on standby. That one's sold out. Um, and then border patrol, a private cook, fuck man, yeah, other stuff. I gotta go look at the schedule. So check keep, the website. Try to keep the rest of the kind of open, you know. Um, yeah. After like August, so okay, it's gonna be the last busy month. I'll start rescheduling some more. So heck yeah. Yeah, okay
0: good to go man yeah no follow this guy on instagram follow executive protection lifestyle on instagram byron rogers on instagram if you're not yeah. already on there but uh if yeah you don't man,
1: follow executive protection lifestyle and byron rogers it's like that <laughs> <laughs> you don't you big red but, yeah. right? same right. thing you don't follow True. byron you're follow wrong. french <laughs> but,
0: all right right that's where we're going texas yeah, you got one of the
1: coolest like Stuff you're putting out with your podcast, your Instagram, just everything. The information you put out man, is awesome. I really? love seeing what you do, man. You are crushing it. And I'm pretty, pretty excited you asked me. And you said, like, hey, remember a podcast? I was like, oh, me? You wanna want to talk to enough? me? <laughs> yes! So, uh, I love what you do, man. I think it's so damn cool. So I really Thank you.
0: It. Thank you so much. That means a lot. That's that's the motivation for me, man. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And you got to hit me up when you come back to SoCal, man. We got to get it in. Yes. Here.
1: Hopefully, I don't come back to SoCal anytime soon. I know. But if know. I do, I promise I'll be there to hang out with we all you. We hate it, dude. We all, it's so uh, funny.
0: Half the trainers I have when they're uh, like, yeah, maybe. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> dude, I love working with the cops, man. Out yeah. there doing yeah. stuff with people are great. But God, if I can't find a men's bathroom at the pizza joint, they don't have one. Right. I'm sorry, but what I, are we I, doing? I, you I know you have I know. your other trans bathroom too. That's fine, but can I please but have a men bathroom? deserve yeah. stuff? I went in the women's. I was sick. I got food poisoning. I'm on yeah. day two of food poisoning. I yeah. walked in there. I was like, they were like, well, I don't know what you're gonna do. Like, are you serious? Like, well, which I mean, like, <laughs> I know. So I looked. I was like, well, men are not humans. Only women like, and I was like, <laughs> women has men in it. So yeah, I'll do that. Right. Some yeah. poor lady walked in after me and been sick for two days got almost got the black death from B-Dub's food poisoning she's like, yeah, lady you're yeah. gonna need a minute but yeah that's uh, the only reason uh, I don't like SoCal just a little uh, I dig it I dig it well heck yeah Drew man been <laughs>
0: time with you dude <laughs> you too man this has been good man I'm glad we finally got to do it and oh, yeah, brother. I'm looking forward to all the stuff you're putting out though. Like it's good trash. Uh, love using yourself. So it's an honor for us having you here for me to have you here as well, brother. So thank you, man. And, you. uh, I'm sure I'll see you out there on the interwebs. If not, I'll chase you down another state. We'll get some, That's get absolutely. it in. <laughs> it. All right, brother. Thanks take sir. care. And if you haven't already get your tickets for the protector symposium, the first annual protector symposium is taking place in Riverside, California, november 15th and 16th we've got an all-star lineup of seriously elite trainers yosef badu ed caldrone and mike panone are all going to be there teaching and instructing us on well our common goal how to make good people more dangerous so no matter what your background is you're going to learn skills around the one unifying principle of protection get your tickets uh Spots are going quickly, and remember, you're going to get over $100 worth of value back in different things that you're going to get from our sponsors with your purchase of a ticket. Check the website out, Byron Rogers Motivation, for ticket information and to learn more. Out. Boom, and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it, $1 a month. Five dollars a month, ten bucks a month, twenty bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use, put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. And is one of the fastest growing if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online so if you haven't joined the Facebook group join the Facebook group Uh, follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com if you want to find me that's byronrogersmotivation.com and I'm on all the social media platforms Instagram Twitter Facebook as well so until the next podcast y'all stay sharp out there And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.